Aloha, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our good friends, Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, over at Reckoning of the Dead, just keep churning out amazing one-page scenarios for Call of Cthulhu, and I really can't thank them enough. It's quite often that we need to reschedule a game session, and I like to fill the void with a short game. This gives new players the chance to play with us. Our scenario is entitled The Cobalt Skyrunner, and this is version one. It's highly likely we'll run this again tomorrow. So without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. There she is, a floating monster of a ship, a luxury resort on the water, shining, gleaming in the morning sunlight. Crowds of people in garish colors line the docks, the roar of thousands gibbering one to another. The ship's personnel dressed in spotless white and gold take tickets, secure luggage, and do their best to smile and be pleasant while hurting everyone on board. Excitement grips you as you walk up the gangway into the belly of this fabulous cobalt skyrunner. This sure beats any cruise ship you've been on before. A city on the sea. Today is the morning of your first day on what will be ultimately a 14-day cruise to the Hawaiian Islands. You needed this. The life of an author may be physically easy, but mentally it's a bitch. You and your friends meander together through the crowd to Deck 9, what the ship calls the Venus Deck, and you find your staterooms and you enter. Ah, the Venus wing, it sounds um, romantic. Um, Actually, yeah. what you discover as you've gone along is uh, the, yeah. decks, the decks are named, uh, uh, well, where you are is the Venus deck. Uh, there's, there's 14 levels, okay? Right. And they are on the top, the sun deck, the Lido, which is where the pool is, the Aloha, the Baja, the Carib, the Dolphin, the Promenade, the Gaia, the Venus, the Iris, the uh, Jamaica, the Natalie, the Opal, and the Ruby. All the way down. Mm. So. Damn. This is uh, quite a huge cruise ship. Um, I don't think we need a bigger boat. <laughs> no, not at all. Any bigger, we might uh, reenact the Titanic. Oh, the Titanic's small compared to this ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Fuck me, I guess. Um, <laughs> Your staterooms are fantastic. Um, as, as anything on a, on a cruise ship, they're not huge, but they're like a small apartment, I mean, a, a small uh, hotel room. Uh, there's two beds in each, a twin beds, and there is a door connecting uh, the two of your uh, cabins. There's two of you in each cabin. Cool. cool. Uh, pardon me while I get my stuff taken away. All right. You also have a, a balcony. Each of you has a balcony. And uh, if you step outside, you are hanging about 100 feet above the, the water below. Ah. The perfect place to uh, get rid of my hangover later. <laughs> Do you mind if I uh, um, sleep near the balcony, Tim? 
Uh, go for it. It uh, gets rid of the uh, temptation. <laughs> right. So I put my bag down on on the bed closest to the to the balcony and start unpacking a few things. Okay, you almost immediately find a brochure. Uh, some of the amenities aboard the ship. You have uh, skydiving simulators. You have an observation pod that swings out over the ocean. You have rock climbing walls. You have a complete spa. Uh, you have a golf course that runs around the, uh, it's two ball golf course, but it runs around the pool up on the Lido deck. Uh, you have a rope course where you, uh, you swing and you zip line and you uh, climb, la- climb rope ladders. Uh, there's a place called the Sea Walk, which has glass floors uh, overhanging the, uh, the ocean. Uh, there's even an ice rink aboard this ship and a theater and a, just about anything you can imagine and a lot of shopping opportunities. Yeah. There's yeah. four four main restaurant uh, restrooms. The lines are horrible. Uh, no, just pay off the balcony. <laughs> you, can you can do anything off the balcony. Just hang your butt over the edge. Uh, there's four restaurants: uh, Valkyries, uh, the Solarium Cafe, Windjammer, and Poseidon's. Um, so looking through the brochure and I, Hey, uh, Tim, what do you say? We, uh, we go eat at this, um, Valkyries tonight. Sounds, sounds quite nice. Valkyries. Um, yeah, sure. I'll definitely go for that. Um, what about the other two, uh, James and uh, Gavin? Well, let's go see. I knock on the uh, connecting door. I, I let you guys in and I'm just like, Oh, Tim, Carlos, how are you guys? Hey, we're good. We're just, uh, talking about a dinner you guys had a look at the brochure there looks like a it's a nice place called valkyries we thought we might uh, make a booking for oh yeah that sounds cool uh a steward comes to your uh your door and he's got a clipboard uh hello gentlemen all, all settled in uh yes as much as we can be it's rather nice stateroom oh yes i suppose as best as i can be thank you uh, my name is uh, Stuart uh, Levi Goodell, and uh, I have some very good news for you. Uh, when we uh, when we book the the reservations for the, the ship, um, we have a kind of a lottery, and uh, it selects families, and uh, it's registered here that you're a family, I guess, because you booked all of your tickets together. Uh, you will have the privilege tomorrow morning uh, to have breakfast with uh, uh, Captain Barkley. Oh, that oh. is fancy. Cool. Uh, it will be a private breakfast uh, in um, Poseidon's. And uh, Poseidon's. If you get there around eight in the morning, then uh, you'll be taken in, and uh, you'll you'll have private uh, breakfast with the captain. Sounds uh, brilliant. Valkyries tonight, Poseidon's in the morning. Cool. Excellent. We're, we're following all the mythologies today. Mm. <laughs> so he gives you a, uh, a an itinerary that basically shows, it shows that, but it also shows 
all sorts of events that are going on board the ship. Yoga classes, there's everything you can think of. Okay. Right. Um, oh my God, are we going to have time for any of this? And he's like, you know, enjoy your, enjoy your stay. Well, so he leaves. Uh, to sort of answer your question, you're going to have four days at sea before you arrive in oh, Hawaii. Oh, we'll have time. <laughs> and then you'll arrive in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to jump from island to island. And then you're going to come back. So the whole trip is 14 days, two weeks. We'll have plenty of time. I can get used to this. Um, uh, of course, everything is paid for. So the food, the drinks, it's just more or less help yourself. Mm. All right. Help myself. Are you sure you want that to be the uh, parameters? (laughs) Everybody does. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry, Tim. I'm keeping an eye on you. (laughs) Oh, the steward also would have told you that in the next 15 or 20 minutes, there will be, um, uh, I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's basically an evacuation uh, drill. A drill? Um, Just, you know, so that you all know exactly what to do if there is a problem with the ship. Um, You'll all get uh, uh, the floaty devices and you're all assigned to go to certain places. So we'll just say that that comes and goes. That's, okay. That's taking place. Um, Brilliant. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Oh, you're going to go to the the restaurant. Of course, it's morning, so you've really got all day. Um, I probably went and had a look at the explored the ship a little bit. Probably went and saw some shopping and sort of see saw what was going on there. Um, probably a couple of people might have recognized me um, and signed a few autographs and stuff like that. The the ship is almost beyond imagination. It's, it's literally yeah. a city on the sea and wow. it's all geared to be beautiful and fun and uh, with lots of things to do. There's uh, pretty much stewards anywhere if you need to ask a question and uh, it's like it's all yours. Yours and 3,500 3, other people. So. Mm. We are quite literally a city on the city, on the yes. sea. It's, um, yes. Maybe I should uh, set my next uh, striker book in, uh, in a cruise ship. What do you think, Tim? You're my uh, editor. I, mean, I think that would be a pretty good idea. It does actually kind of set you out of that city you keep setting everything in. You're turning to a regular Lovecraft and Stephen King. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm definitely not saying that. It's just, you know, change of scenery. Might yeah, I think... Uh, It'd be interesting to see Detective Ricardo Stryker on the high seas. Let's, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some notes. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find some crimes that have happened out to sea that you can certainly base it off of. Maybe I can ask the uh, the captain at breakfast tomorrow, pick his brains a bit. Or maybe you should just stop writing about Stryker and move on to something else. We're supposed to be on vacation. We're supposed to be enjoying ourselves, not worrying I've, about work. I've, I've tried telling him that, and it's kind of a pain. Hey, the, the fans love Striker, okay? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just like what you said. Fan, what fans? Yeah, exactly. What fans? As we walk the past the, the ones bookshop, and all the, all the books in the front window are all mine. <laughs> Those fans. <laughs> well, 
Well, you do. You walk around the ship. You see everything there is to see. Well, you don't. You, it would take you a couple of days to see everything there is to see. Um, <laughs> but you keep being surprised. You know, there's there's an IMAX theater on board. There's a there's all sorts. You're of going there. And pretty much anything below Ruby Deck uh, is off limits to passengers, because um, then you've got the the engineering department and and all of that stuff. Um, uh, the ship in, in the early early afternoon uh, departs uh, Long Beach, California, uh, and slowly makes its way out to sea. Uh, the The weather is beautiful. The sun is shining. The weather is warm. Uh, the breeze off the ocean is uh, is gentle, and uh, slowly, slowly the uh, the land disappears behind you as you move out. You see uh, you see big oil freighters as you're going. You see other cruise ships, and slowly but surely these get farther and farther away, and and you are underway. The ship is surprisingly stable. Very you 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 can't hardly tell that the ship is moving. Um, I don't know if you suffer from uh, any kind of seasickness, but if you do, you have, uh, you have medication for that. Um, there is a doctor on board if you need him, uh, but he's not, he's not exactly a, uh, I don't know how to say it. He's not like a medical surgeon or anything like that. Um, He's just there for like small matters, right? And like, if there's like an MP, he can yeah he can stabilize you until they get to port if something's really wrong. But right. uh, he's not right. he doesn't doesn't yeah. do surgery or anything like that. Okay. Um. Uh, that evening, you uh, did you go to Valkyries? Is that where you went? Valkyries, yeah, for dinner. Yes. Yep. Um. Uh, it's. Uh, you kind of have your choice. You can do a buffet or you can uh, order food off the menu. Um, the buffet is fabulous. So there's probably no reason not to do that. Um, I'll definitely buffet it is. Buffet it up. And buffet. you manage to get seats right next to the window, next to the, overlooking the ocean. You see the sun go down. Um, and the stars come out, and it's it's very beautiful, and you're very relaxed. And um, there is kind of a constant din of noise from other people on the ship, but no more so than if you were at a mall or at uh, you know, some sort of an event. Uh, and the evening progresses, and nothing in particular happens. Uh, uh, you probably try a few things. Uh, you might go swimming in the evening. Um, I'm actually going to try that zip lining thing. The zip line, yeah, that's uh, that's something else. Here, it's it's almost like a network of things all over the the top and around the ship. So, you know, you grab this one and you swing over to that thing, and then you zip line over to this part and you climb up this. It's quite strenuous, but it's a good it's a good workout, and it's a lot. Um, of I'm thinking I might go to the, the observation pod. The observation pod, uh, it can seat about 20 people. And it's a, it's a big round. It looks like a big egg. And there's an arm, and you get inside of it. And the whole thing swings out over the ocean. And uh, 
So you're actually at the height of it, you're probably about 200 feet above the ocean. Wow. Which I like is, to dabble with the golf course if possible. Yeah, there's uh, there, it's just a two, two ball golf course, but it, it runs on either side of the pool. And uh, um, it's, you know, it's, it's nothing great, but it, you know, it gives you a little time to practice putting and stuff like that. Yes, but just don't hook your shots too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go looking for some single ladies because. Well, there are a number of, uh, I guess you'd call them bars. And uh, if that's what you're looking for, that's not too hard to find. Do a luck roll. Single ladies, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. big step for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll pass. Let's get a point there. Okay, well, you, you're if if you want to get busy, you're just going to have to work it out with your roommate as to uh... <laughs> he's playing golf. You fun. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is, you're on a twin bed. <laughs> well, there's two be beds. two beds. <laughs> no, there's two beds next to each other. Yeah, but yeah. when you're fucking, they're small. You're still on one like, bed. I, <laughs> If if he comes back early, I just make sure there's a tie on like the doorknob. So, he course, knows going who on. says you use the cabin? You can always. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, true. I probably would just in the bathroom. You never know. Or a bathroom. I'm thinking more of the closet for you. A stairwell or something like that. Why not the observation pod? Do it. There are kids. So. <laughs> Never stopped James before. Yeah, my character does not care. And the evening winds on, and you probably drink, and they, uh, you know, they they service you pretty well. If you if your drink gets low, you bring they bring you more, and um, they don't let you get too drunk. Um, Because one of the uh, one of the things that you became aware of before you made your cruise was. People do fall overboard. I mean, it happens. People fall overboard on ships. The problem is, is that when they fall overboard, your chances of survival are slim to none. Um, even if the they, I'm sorry? Drinking on the balcony. <laughs> even if they turn the ship around, it's going to take it like an hour and a half to get back to where you are. And by then, you're probably going to be dead. Not drinking on the balcony. <laughs> uh, they warn you, you know, don't drink and, you know, watch your friends if they're getting drunk. Don't let them go out to the balcony. Um, all right. So your first evening comes and goes. We'll say that uh, um, you all enjoy yourselves immensely and you, uh, you eventually turn in and you go to sleep. And nothing eventful happens during the night. You actually find the very gentle rocking of the ship uh, puts you right to sleep. Uh, in the morning, you wake up quite early. Uh, it's just when you're on vacation, you seem to wake up early. So do you want to do anything before you go to the, the captain's um, breakfast? Yeah. I just want to be like, hey, uh, Gavin, uh, have you mm. read my latest book? Mm. No, I, I haven't gotten around to it. I have, it a, 
have a copy right here if you want to read it. Um, and it's a, about a serial killer in Peru, Colombia, Ecuador area. Hmm. It's a bit thin, don't you think? Hey, I spent quite a while on this. I'm sure you did. I mean, you got the good binding on it, but well, thin for a serial killer book. That'd probably be more like, you know, like a like a hardback, you know, like something like what I've written here. <laughs> I, I, I just I walk away. <laughs> it's a writer's penis measurement contest. <laughs> um, I've, I've gotten up um, even a bit earlier than that and I've just been typing away at my uh, my t- uh, laptop, listening to some music, writing writing some stuff um, with a with a glass of uh, rum with me as well. Okay. Really, Carl? Early morning I rum? You, I told you, don't call me that. Oh, come on. Your mother and mine <laughs> are sisters. I am allowed to call you by your real name. You're really working on your vacation time? Look, it it's not I just ideas come to me and I, I have to get them down on paper, okay? Just You're you at least don't know to share that rum, yeah. And I just hand the bottle of uh of Kraken rum over to over to Tim. I'm awake now. And we're drinking rum, right? We're on the high seas. Got it, you know. Especially Kraken rum. That's the right rum to have. That's the right rum to have. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess. Um. Right. Better. Uh. Get up properly now and have a shower. Get make sure I look presentable for the for the breakfast. Oh, that's right. We are having that breakfast with the captain, aren't we? We are indeed. So put on your glad rags and. uh, Let's go have some breakfast. Not pajamas. Not pajamas. God. How about uh, how about James and Gavin? What do you guys do? Um, I've probably spent about a good hour getting ready, like making myself look good, in case any potential women come by at all. James, you sure you want to read my book? I mean, it's got pictures in it. It's got actual documentations. I mean, this little thing here, I mean, I mean, I could fit like, I mean, comparably, like, you know, this is like maybe three <laughs> books could fit in this big one. Like, wow, you've been slacking. Gavin, it was a hard time on me. So. Why, why was such a hard time on you, James? Okay, I wrote it in like 24 hours. Wow. I didn't even, yep, I didn't even... How, how, how much of it did you make up? Uh, uh, about 98% of it. Wow. And people actually bought that crap? Uh, well, all you got to do is go to the local bookstore and you won't see it anywhere. You really um, I, I I knock on the connecting door and open it and go, uh, if you guys are done comparing sizes, <laughs> let's go to breakfast. <laughs> what Gavin didn't tell anybody is that big book that he's got has a large font in it. 
<laughs> it's all size 50 font. <laughs> it's for blind people to It's read. a litter of page. <laughs> Does have pictures in it, so. And pictures. The yeah. dog ran. <laughs> um, all right. So you make your way down, or rather up, uh, to the uh, the restaurant. And uh, it's, it's uh, each restaurant sort of has themes to it, but they're all very elegant. Um, uh, the Poseidon, is it Poseidon's? That's where you're going, yeah. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. It has, of course, a nautical, well, not a nautical theme, but an ocean theme. Uh, 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 seashells and, and things like that. And uh, in the center, when you first walk in, is a big statue of Poseidon uh, made out of gold, holding out his, uh, his trident. And um, uh, you're met at the front door uh, by, uh, by like a concierge and they're like, uh, you're here for the captain's breakfast. Uh, follow me. And uh, they take you into a room. Uh, its predominant color is dark blue. Uh, it's, it's round. There's windows on three sides um, that sort of, uh, sort of envelop you. And the captain, well, there's, the captain's not there at the moment, but uh, you arrive, uh, you've shown where you're going to sit. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, the captain comes in with a couple of stewards. Um, Show you the captain. Captain Reginald Barkley. Just seems like a regular dude, uh, except that he's got a sort of a dignified air to him. uh, he comes in, and uh, as he does, you stand, and uh, he's like, uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm very glad to meet you all. I'm, I'm Captain uh, Reginald Barkley. Captain, pleasure to meet you. Carlos Martinez here. Please, please, have a seat. I, I, I believe that Chef has uh, prepared a very nice breakfast for us all. Excellent. Um, Looking forward to it. Time. So, um, um, uh, Stuart Rupa here, um, he tells me that you're all uh, writers. Well, I'm actually an editor, but I can write if I ever get the whimsy. Well, what sort of books do you edit? Uh, I actually am an one of the top editors of Weird Mysteries. I'm sure you've probably not heard of it. Actually, I think that I have. Didn't you do... Wasn't there an anthology with um, with some very uh, Poe-like uh, stories in it that you did? Oh, yes. The, the compilation of uh, Lovecraftian tales. Ah, uh, that's the one. Yes. I, I rather enjoyed that one. Yes, um, I'm actually kind of surprised you actually heard about it, but um, that's quite pleasing. Well, believe it or not, a captain's life can be kind of boring, so I do get a chance to read. <laughs> I am very sure you do. You might have actually uh, gotten some of uh, Carlos's work, perhaps. Uh, oh, Mr. Martinez as well. How do you do? Oh, and what sort of a, an author are you? Uh, I'm... I write predominantly uh, mystery novels. Um, I, I tend to use um, <clears throat> it's paranormal um, 
connotations within my book. So I like to use that sort of stuff. Um, my most famous series is uh, known as the Striker series. Um, oh, my, yes. Yes. I've, yeah. I've, read, I've read a few of those. Yes. Well, um, Tim is my, he's my cousin. He's also my editor. So, um, yeah, that's what I, that's my main, my main form. And that's definitely the striker series is what has given me my, my, uh, my, my big start. I've got quite a big fan base from. I never, I never quite understood. I think it was in your third book. Why he ended up with, um, uh, Mary Marker, uh, I thought that was an interesting choice. I suppose yeah. I was hoping more for Sizzly. Uh, I forget her name. Um, Sylvia. Uh, Sylvia. I, 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 this is completely... Sil- Sylvia Hope. Sylvia. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> well, the 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 ship is not uh, has not completely sailed on the the Sylvia and um, Ricardo uh, love story. It was just at the time Mary. Um, was better for Ricardo um, for where, where he was in his life. That's how I felt. I'm, I'm very connected to uh, to Ricardo and, and Mary just seemed like the right choice of action there, but there's still a lot of feelings in there for, for Sylvia and she will, she's actually, she's returning in, in, the, in the next book I'm, I'm writing. So hopefully uh, uh, you'll pick that one up and, and um, you'll enjoy that one. Excellent. Excellent. Are you Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jackson? Oh, yes, that's me. What what sort of things do you write? Uh, well, I'm a true crime writer, but you probably best know me for my uh, autobiographical true crime novels where I interview ser- serial killers who are locked up in that. Oh, yeah. I think that I've read... I read that one that you called, I think you called it the unstrung harp. Um, But you know, I have to admit, um, some of the cases that you talked about in that, that book, they seemed like amalgamations of, of different, uh, different cases. Um, I don't know exactly how I, that that's at least the impression that I got. Yeah, it's very hard when you when you're having to interpret everything yourself and you're editing it yourself and getting things done yourself. It's harder. Indeed. And uh and you, uh Mr. Nast, is it or Hast? It's Hast. Ah. Yes. ah, and he immediately says something to you in German. Um, uh, I actually speak German. Should I roll for it? No, you probably if you speak German, he'd probably probably understand it. Okay. Uh, you so you speak German. Yes. Ah, that's good. Are you from Germany? No, I am. At, my parents are from Germany. I was born here in the states. Ah, that's, that's good. But you learned the language anyway. Good. <clears throat> Uh, he says, uh, uh, everybody do a, we'll call it a listen roll. Mm. By the way, while this is going on, you guys have begun eating and the, the, the breakfast is delicious. I failed. Um, I, I, 
Yeah, I passed on a, on on my thing on twenty five. Okay. Um, uh, you, Lauren, you also passed. Yes, regular success. All right. Um, you notice something about his English that he's got a slight accent, but you can't quite place it. You know, now that he's spoken German to you, it's it's even more pronounced when he goes back to English. That some of the words he pronounces, you don't quite know. Okay. So, Captain, where are you from? Uh, he says, "Well, I was born and raised in the British, uh, not the British, the uh, the Virgin Islands." Oh, I see. And what did your parents do for a living? Um, oh boy, let's see. Uh, one was a doctor, and one was a, uh, a housekeeper. I mean, not and a housekeeper, just, but a, just a, a homemaker. And you decided to be a sea captain. Who would have well, thought that? I guess the sea called me. And by this time, you've you've eaten your breakfast, and you've enjoyed the conversation, and uh, you're drinking, you're <laughs> sipping coffee, and and chatting with him. And um, uh, uh, the steward who originally had had attended him, he comes back, um, and as you, I, I'll say, uh, do a spot hidden on me on this. Ah, finally got a hard success. Uh, I got a regular success. I got a regular success. I got a hard success. Okay, y'all succeeded. Um, uh, uh, you can see from his name tag, this this is not what you're observing. You've already observed this, but from his name name tag, his name is uh, Stuart uh, Rupa uh, Lagari. Uh, he's obviously from India, uh, and he comes in and says. Uh, he looks. Uh, what you what you notice is that he looks very distressed as he comes in, but he's trying to keep his composure. And uh, he comes up to the the captain on the side without interrupting him. But uh, as soon as there's a break, uh, he leans over to the captain and and does this, and the captain's like, "What? What? What are you saying? Just say it, man." And he says, Captain, um, I'm afraid uh, uh, one of the passengers uh, uh, has um, been murdered. And he says, on my ship? What? What are you talking about? Uh, and he sa- he, uh, the captain looks immediately uh, very upset. And he's, uh, he's like... Gentlemen, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Please excuse me for a moment. And he steps up, and he doesn't leave, but he walks over over a little bit, and he's talking. Um, Go ahead and do a listen, Bowles. See if you can overhear conversation. I fail. 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 Nope. You all failed. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Guys, what this is one of those murder mysteries we're involved in now. So you hear, um, you hear a few words. That's all you can hear. What you hear is, you hear, uh, murdered. He was, uh, um, he's uh, uh, on the Lido deck. 
um, apparently his head was bashed in. And he's like, but this is, this is, this is horrible. He says, uh, he says to have somebody actually murdered on my, on my ship means that, uh, you know, my, my position as captain, I'm responsible for everybody on the ship. How have we, have we let some murderer on board the ship? Uh, how are we going to find him? We don't have adequate, uh, you know, we have security, but we don't have that kind of security. You know, where am I going to find somebody who can figure out, you know, what exactly happened here? So we hear that? Yeah, you hear that much. <clears throat> when I hear him say that last bit about where we're going to find someone who can work this out, I go... <coughs> 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 Do you two need napkins? <laughs> My character's kind of just. I'm just waiting for us to play this murder mystery game now. I mean, come on, that's what we're here for, right? Surprised of what's going on, and uh, and uh, uh, Rupa uh, turns and and leaves, and the captain comes back over and says, "Well, gentlemen, I'm afraid I have to cut this short. Apparently, somebody has been." Uh, murdered on board my ship oh right murdered would you like us to uh perhaps look into the situation for you captain i mean we all of us have a bit of experience in in crime and and could uh use our skills to uh assist in any way possible well i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to put any of you out but our our only other choice would be to turn around and go back to Los An- back to uh, Long Beach. No, no, no. Let's let's play. Let's play. I think we we can handle this, right, guys? Right? We got oh. this. Don't worry. I'm a true crime expert. That's what we're all here for, you know. Play this little murder mystery game. Who murdered the passenger? Right? I wouldn't exactly refer to it as a game in front of the captain with a dead yeah. body. On. <laughs> I was going to say that mouth um, is going to run you to the ground. Um, All right, it has like it hasn't already says, with the stuff I've written. <laughs> he says, "Well, gentlemen, uh, if you if you uh, if you really wouldn't mind, um, let me establish what I I need to figure out, and I will I will have somebody send for you. If that's okay." Um, I'm sorry to upset you during the you know, at the end of the meal. Um, please you know, enjoy our hospitality. Uh, and uh, I, I, excuse me. And he uh, he dismisses himself. Well, lads, um, why don't you say we uh, go go to one of the bars and um, and talk Find about the next clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, see? I was going to say pick up some chicks, but fine. (laughs) Chicks first. All right. So you go to the nearest bar and you you, uh, drink up a little bit. Uh, Some fruity uh, tropical drinks, maybe, or something. Little umbrellas. Little umbrellas. (laughs) And after about an hour, um, uh, a steward, uh, this time a lady steward, uh, she comes up to you. Her her name tag reads uh, uh, Stuart Patricia Swift. Uh, she's a big girl, um, not fat, but big. Um, Thick. She's got, she's got blonde hair. She's got blue eyes, 
she's taller than average, and she's rather muscular for a woman. Uh, I whispered the so, challenge accepted. She definitely, she definitely has that Icelandic sort of look to her. I was going to say she reminds you of the mother of Daphne in the beginning of Dragon Slayer Two, who swings the spool at you. Oh, that's an old video game! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were talking about the movie for a second. I'm like, that's what I thought you were talking about movie? too. <laughs> um, anyway, she comes up to you and she says, uh, uh, "Gentlemen, um, uh, are you Mr. Martinez, Mr. Uris, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Hast?" At your service. Um, yes, indeed. The captain has asked me to escort you to uh, sick bay. Would not dare to oppose you, man. I um, I put my I my arm out for her to to take, and I say, "Lead the way, my dear." She says, "Are you are you afraid you're going to trip and fall or something?" Um, and she just turns I, around without taking your arm and uh, <laughs> lead the way. I'm a very handsome man. <laughs> I turned around flat at the drop of a hat, and I say. Um, must be into checks. <laughs> she seems rather. Do a psychology roll. Okay. <laughs> I got a hard success. I got a hard success as well. Same. I got a hard success as well. <laughs> Damn. It's, All right. Fine. That that's good because it's very obvious. Uh, one, uh, she takes her job very seriously. She's very professional. Uh, two, she's icy. She's uh, not interested in uh, you at all. Uh, or if she is, she's she wouldn't show it under any circumstances. And she's also blatantly honest. So when you hold out your arm for her, and she's just like, you know, are are you afraid you're going to trip and fall or something? She has absolutely no <laughs> intention of. <laughs> physical contact with you. Um, you I'm pretty, pretty sure she a... could beat the shit out of you if she wanted. Pardon me while I have an inward chuckle. So uh, she leads the way up to uh, what's basically the sick bay where if somebody gets injured or hurt or whatever, that this is where they go. And um, she introduces you to Dr. Hank Thompson uh, who's the uh, the ship's medical personnel? Um, he has one assistant who can help him, uh, but they rarely have much more than just seasickness in this place. So uh, he says, "Gentlemen, uh, the captain told me that you would be looking into this incident that's taking place. Um, he asked me to tell you, please don't discuss this with any other passengers." Um, James, you have to talk about it amongst yourselves. Use some sort of code language. If it slips out, it slips out. I'm sorry. Stop talking about your sex life. That's yeah, not the time. Um, <laughs> That's the lamest catchphrase ever. Um. <sighs> anyways, he says, uh, I, "I assume that you'd like to view the body." Now, can I guess that you've done this before? Because it is rather gruesome. Yes, I've seen a few cadavers in my life. Yeah. All right. mm -hmm. So he takes you in, 
to a, a vault. And it is a vault because there's 3,500 people aboard this ship. People do die, you know, and they have to store the bodies until they get to the nearest port. So there is a place where they can store bodies and he takes you in there and there's only the one body. Okay. But looks like it's the body of a man. Um, I'd say he is about, oh, maybe late 40s, early 50s. And uh, he is, uh, at the moment, lying face down. And the back of his head has been smashed in. Uh, the doctor says, it looks to me, if you, if you want my opinion, that it was done with a golf club. I look at Gavin. <laughs> what are you guys looking at me for? <laughs> I thought Carlos arranged all this fun for us to do. No. <laughs> you seriously thought he had the... Never mind. I thought this was a murder mystery. <laughs> How do you have a job, Gavin? <laughs> people will read anything. I have a, I have a good agent. Uh, there is the onion as proof. Um... <laughs> Anyway, um, well, this is far above my pay grade. Um, you're the true crime novelist, James. Why don't you take a look at it? Yeah, James, okay. go right for it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I I walk up very confidently up to the body and then throw up. <laughs> <laughs> then I start I start examining it. I... All right. Um... Do you have uh, what 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 skills do you use? Forensics. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I pass. Okay. Uh, you you can see that the back of his skull has been crushed in. Uh, that the uh, that the wound is the right size and sort of distribution for uh, what would have been like a nine iron. Uh, mm -hmm. that somebody whacked him in the back of the head. Um, you might say it made a divot. <laughs> uh, the doctor tells you that in his estimation, uh, it probably occurred around 2.15 in the morning. Hmm. Uh, there was almost nobody up on that deck. Uh, and uh, nobody. And that was the Ludo, Ludo deck, correct? The Lido deck, yeah. Yeah. The only deck above that is the sun deck, but uh, okay. the sun deck is really just a partial sort of deck that you can lay up on. But this is open to the sky. The yeah. the, the, the the Lido deck. Um. Uh, the uh, the murder weapon was right next to it, so. Uh, the person didn't throw the, the could have easily thrown it overboard, but they didn't. Um, anybody else want to do a uh, spot hidden? I'll do a spot hidden. I will as well. I'll give it a try. I suddenly just throw up, by the way. You only throw up if you Not don't have the body. 25. Um, I, I got success. a six. I, I got six. a heart. Oh, I got a hard success. So, 
<laughs> what what did you get, Gavin? Oh, 26. Okay. Well, Carlos got a good one. He's got an extreme. Right. So, Carlos, as you're standing there watching him looking at that, <coughs> wondering why the hell he's touching the body as he's doing this on the back of the skull, uh, you notice uh, on the side of the guy's head, facing the, the, the table, because he's laying face down, the, the front end of his face is very red. You can't really see what it is, but you think there might be a wound in the front. Okay. Is there like um, like gloves or anything nearby? Or Yeah. The doctor will hand you a pair of gloves if you want. Okay. Them. So I, I um, um, grab some gloves and kind of push, shoo James out of the way and sort of just lift, lift, like lift the head and put it to the side so that I, I can see his face more clearly. Okay. Um, can I do an occult roll on that? Sure. Uh, it's obviously been branded. Burned in, okay. Uh, and I got a... One second, let me check. Uh, I got a pass. Just. All right. Well, it's... It's nothing you've ever seen before, but it has elements of it. Um, the circle can be the sun or the moon. Uh, uh, it looks kind of like a Capricorn symbol. Okay. Um, but that combination you've never actually seen like that before. Um, I gesture over to, to Tim. I say, uh, Tim, you're you're a bit better at this kind of stuff than me. Um, uh, this looks familiar to you. It's been burned into his skull. This kind of stuff. What, what kind of things you, Oh, and look at it. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, um I think this might be more than just your standard, uh, murder case now, guys. Well, certainly got some sort of nefarious motive. Especially with branding the person after. Can you tell if it was before or after yeah. he was attacked? Uh, looks like it was definitely after. After, well, okay. Definitely nefarious then. No one saw this. This is quite weird. Nobody saw it. Nobody heard it. Does the does the doctor have a, is there a doctor's report? Well, I mean, he's basically got a report of what he's observed, which is the same thing that you've just observed. Okay, so he's made note of the burn, though. Yes, and he's not really able to do an autopsy, so. Okay. That's not really his job. All he can do basically is stick it in the freezer, and he'll he'll well, turn it over to the medical personnel when they get to. Uh, I'd say probably our, our best um, move uh, move forward from here would be to um, go and investigate the crime scene, I guess. Okay. That would be the next thing. Hopefully the captain has had that section uh, closed off. Otherwise, we might be competing with people wanting to have their fun. The, uh, do we know who found the body first, by chance? Uh, mm, yes. Uh, it was a uh, a steward, uh, Mr. Thomas Swain. Okay. Mm. 
We definitely was, should question him. He was just, okay. Well, the doctors tells you that he was simply doing a uh, uh, sort of a general sweep to make sure that everything was in order for the, the next day. And uh, that's when he found the body. Um, and he immediately reported it. Um, we could split up. Some of us could go talk to Tom and the others will go look at the crime scene. Suppose that's true. Um, I want to go talk to this Tom. The, uh, I would actually think you would be better for going to see the uh, the crime scene. The crime yeah. scene, yeah. Oh, okay. Knowing okay. what you've written, I'll go talk to Tom. I got that. Okay. It's not. It's all legit. I said all not words. all of it is hogwash, mind. <laughs> uh, at that moment, the doctor's assistant comes in. Uh, and hands him uh, a note. And the doctor takes it. The doctor says, all right, the, uh, the patient, the, the patient, he's not patient anymore. Um, he's, he's the most patient he could possibly be at this point. Um, the, 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 the dead man is Mr. Peter Huxton. Uh, does he have family on board? I he wonder. does not. Well, that's a shame. Could have asked family, but... Um, maybe you could uh, drop his name into Google, Tim, and uh, see if anything comes up. Maybe a Facebook page or something like that. Well, pull out the old smartphone. <laughs> I assume we have Wi-Fi. Yeah, of course, on, on the ship, yeah. I'll do uh, a Google search for his name. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Peter Huxtons. You don't know where his point of origin was. Wow, this sucks. Put it back in my pocket. So much for a frame of reference. So, James, like I said, I think you might be best for the crime scene. Yeah, I'll get, oh, yeah, I'll get that. Um, who else would be good for the crime scene, though? Um, definitely Gavin. You're an investigator. Yeah, investigative reporter, yeah. Yeah, but I'm more into, like, talking to people. Hey. Like, I'll bring well, Kyle. Hey, Kyle hey what? Um, do an idea roll. <clears throat> I pass. I pass as well. Oh, I, I do not pass. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> uh, it's currently about 10 a.m., maybe 10.30. Um they just cleaned up the scene and uh, they don't want people to know. So, uh, so that's going to I be guess, a bloody waste of our time. I guess we're going to, um, who, who okayed that? Who, why didn't they just, whatever, let's go talk to Tom. It's, it's, it's the captain. He wants it hey. to be. Well, nice and there's, and there's, there's an understandable reason. I mean, it's just like when something happens in a hotel. Uh, the hotel has a reputation. The ship has a reputation. People aren't going to get on a ship that people are murdered on. So they keep this. That's true. Mm. Unless they're weird people like me. There could still be some clues up there. Even though they've cleaned it, there could still be something. Uh, I still say that's going to be a... 
outside of the game, GM is giving you a hint that there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no, I, I've already, I've already left the room. I'm gotten. I'm like, asked the. Um, let's go talk. Let's go talk to yeah, Thomas. We've got ask someone where I can find here. Thomas. Okay. GM tried to give you a hint that Thomas doesn't know anything more than what he heard. <laughs> oh, never mind. Damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we did not take. We did not take the hint. You go and talk to Thomas, and all Thomas knew is that he was following his regular routine, and that he uh, he looked over and he saw this mound of something on the on the green, thought it was probably a drunk person, and when he approached, he realized there was blood and that there was uh, the uh, the murder weapon, and he immediately uh, informed. Uh, the people, the code M, M for murder. Do we, do we, um, do we go and have a look at uh, Peter Peter Hoxton's room? All right. Um, the uh, because you have uh, sort of carte blanche because of the captain's given it to you. Uh, you're not allowed to remove anything, but uh, uh, you are allowed to look through it. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. Seems like, I guess, if you can put one, two and two together, he recently was divorced. He just wanted to go on a cruise, maybe get laid. Um, maybe he had already. Uh, but it does look like he was drinking, and it does look like he smoked, and he may have gone up there to have a smoke, and somebody bashed his brains in and branded him. Mm. Shame we don't have fingerprinting equipment on the ship. Yeah, you don't. Could have gotten fingerprints off of the golf club, but not going to happen until we get to Maui. Mm. Um, can I do a like a, a, I guess a spot hidden to see if there's anything more thoroughly that I can? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I got a twenty-seven pass. That's you know, as a so. It's not a hard pass. It is a hard pass. Yeah, it is a hard pass. It's not an extreme pass. Not an extreme. All right. Yeah, you don't see anything. Okay. <laughs> I especially um, like spot hiddens when people ask me if they can do them because I always say yes. If you, <laughs> right. if you don't pass, you have no idea whether there was anything there. <laughs> um, is there a laptop? No. No, nothing like that. Okay. Mm. Any any sort of books in his room by chance? Yeah, he's got a couple of novels. Uh, any of mine? No, none of yours. <laughs> looks of like mine. looks like this particular guy likes to read uh, uh, fantasy fiction. Kelly <sighs> um, Weiss and Hickman. <sighs> he has something by by uh, Thomas Hogan or. Uh, Something like that, some science fiction. Mm. I'm okay with that. Terry Pratchett, not bad. Uh, you get no impression. Yeah, you, 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 that's pretty much the impression you get from everything that you look at in this room. And you go over it pretty thoroughly, but it looks very normal, average. Mm. So we've got next to absolutely nothing. Do we have any... Um, has anybody seen any security cameras? 
You know, you're now asking a question that I'm not exactly sure the answer to. Are there security cameras all over ships? I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> probably not as many as you think, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a Walmart tour only on at any given time. Is there, a, is there a connecting door to this room? Uh, yes, there are, there are always connecting doors. Um, do we know who's in the room next door? No. Okay. Can I back up for one second? I just want to ask. Um, so the golf club that Bash just had, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Is that from the cruise? Do we know that or no? Um, is it like numbered or like... Um, labeled or anything like that the nine iron that's 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 pretty uh, well that's what's on the thing Mm -hmm. uh but there's no it's it's not like monogrammed so okay that's you know so if someone were to check it out we wouldn't know like oh so and so took this out right okay now for those of you who are listening for those of you who are watching i don't know anything about golf so nine iron i pulled nine iron out of my butt i have no idea what a nine iron is, but that's the name that I, the word uh, that I A nine iron is a, is a golf club that you use when you're close to the green and you only want to make it about maybe 10, 15 yards. What's the big one? The big one's the driver. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> should have used I play driver. golf on a regular basis. <laughs> that should have probably made more sense to hit him with a driver, but. Uh, Actually, not much because a lot yeah. of hits on drivers are hollow. Oh, okay. So. Good. Hit him with a big, heavy metal thing. <laughs> a nine a iron is actually bloody deadly because its angle yeah. is like this. Okay, good, good, good. So it made sense. So my guess made sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? What else do you want to do? Um, I don't know, gentlemen, but I'm honestly kind of stumped. I might have to stop for a drink so I can get an idea. Yeah, maybe going back to a bar isn't such a bad idea. Okay. So, you guys go back to a bar. Um, uh, You keep your ears open, and you hear absolutely no talk about this. So, nobody knows. Uh, There's no murmuring going around. Nobody saw anything. Um, Everybody's just happy and enjoying themselves and doing whatever they do. Of course... There are exceptions to that. You can see that there are some people who look kind of lonely. There are some people who, you know, are in a family situation, but they're not obviously happy in that situation. Um, There's every kind of type that you could possibly see. Uh, Ladies screaming at their kids, kids screaming at their parents, uh, and also a whole bunch of very happy people doing happy things and enjoying themselves and everything else. So, let's say that you kind of have reached a dead end, and you, uh, you, 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 anything you can think of during the day, that's fine. But the the evening comes. You have a you know very nice dinner. You have a very, very nice lunch, very nice dinner, and uh, you're now uh, you know a day and a half out to sea, and. Uh, Evening comes, you probably drink a little, you probably party, and uh, and the day ends up with you guys eventually going to bed. And an airplane flies over. I don't know where the airplane came from, but 
<laughs> I heard it. I heard that airplane. Um, no. Uh, nothing happens. So uh, you eventually go to bed. Uh, your second day. Or rather, this is the... Uh, This is the beginning of the third day that you're at sea. Um, uh, you've had two evenings. Okay. Um, have, we, uh, have we by chance been contacted by the captain to see how our progress has been going within the, the day? Or no? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he, he contacted you and asked you if you'd, if you'd figured anything out. Figured anything out. And how's, uh, how's he feeling that we're not getting anything done? Well... Like, he understands, you know, there's just so much you can find out. So he's mm -hmm. very understanding about it. And uh, uh, if you come up with anything, if you come up with any theories or, or anything, you know, uh, if you see anybody acting suspicious, please, you know, inform them immediately. Uh, but it's just after breakfast. Once again, just about after breakfast, that um, a steward comes in. It's uh, it's once again, uh, Mr. Levi. It's uh, Mr. Legary, Mr. Rupert Legary. Uh, he comes in. Uh, he sees you and immediately comes over to you, and uh, uh, he leans over to uh, Mr. Uris. And uh, he says, there's been another murder. <clears throat> Who is it? Gentlemen, would you, come, would you come with me, please? Right. We might not want to be discussing it here. James, uh, Carlos, Gavin, um, we have been summoned to duty yet again. Okay. Follow Bring the Kraken. <laughs> Summon the Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> All right. The steward takes you down below decks to uh, the IMAX theater. Now, the IMAX theater has been closed since around midnight. There was a cleanup crew that, that, that finished cleaning up. Uh, in the morning, uh, about two hours ago, uh, no, sorry, about one hour ago, uh, uh, the morning crew came in just to start getting everything ready, and they found a body in the theater. Uh, uh, the person was, uh, well, they, they take you in. The body's still there. They want you to look at the, the crime scene. Okay. Well, thank God for that. Uh, the man is sitting... <laughs> Uh, not in the center of the theater, but towards one edge near near the aisle. Uh, he's sitting in in the uh, a seat, and it's very obvious that he has been garroted. Somebody mm. threw a rope around his neck mm. and strangled him to death, and then uh, branded his forehead, same as the other guy. Same image. Same image. And he's the only one in the theater? Yep. Nobody in there. What was I showing? Like that close to check. 
Oh, geez, what was showing? Uh, Infinity War. Can I take a photo of Wait. the? Uh, let me let me clarify that. Nothing was showing. The the last people left the theater at, at midnight, and this happened about an hour ago. The, the place was closed up, and they didn't find it until about an hour ago. Okay. Can I take a photo of of the symbol on his forehead? Sure. Um, with my just iPhone, mm-hmm. and put it through like like a Google image search to see if any other image. Sure. Do a um, do a luck uh, do a luck roll. Okay. I got a forty nine out of fifty. <laughs> you do end up getting a number of of similar images, but they're always Capricorn or they're. Uh, there are other astrological symbols, uh, but nothing that matches that exactly. Okay. Okay. How old does this um, man look? Oh, maybe 35. Okay. And he was obviously brought here unless he somehow got into the place while it was locked down. Do we have a name on the person yet? Well, they haven't, his they haven't checked his wallet yet. Oh, I see. They wanted Might to as well check it while we're here. Can I further inspect the body? Like, sure. Do a spot hidden. Yeah, I extreme pass. Okay. Extreme. Excellent. Yeah. Which means he wore gloves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I took off my coat as well, rolled up my sleeves and everything. You can tell that... Uh, he definitely was surprised from behind uh, that that's that, that's where the, the assault took place from behind. Um, you think actually that the brand might have occurred during the assault because it might be that he had the thing around his neck and that he brought the brand around like this and branded him on the forehead. Um, his wallet uh, says that his name is Walter Whitaker. Hmm. Um, he does have family aboard the ship. Uh, you can find traces of the cord. You don't find any cord here, but it looks like it was a standard nylon cord. Uh, maybe a yellow one, because the fiber that you find is yellow. Yeah. Hmm. I share this with the rest of the group. Is that perhaps uh, the same kind of nylon that's used on the ropes here on the ship? Sure. Climbing ropes, uh, probably all of the ropes on here are are nylon or some form of nylon. Uh, James, also do a a forensic for me. I extreme pass again. Excellent. From the body's lividity, you'd say that he was probably murdered sometime around 3 a.m. Okay. So, three hours after closing. That would have had plenty of time for the crew to clean up after. And I, ask, um, 
I asked one of the staff, um, has his family been notified? No, they didn't know who he was until just now. So, um, Oh, boy. Gentlemen, I believe it's um, kind of up to us to be the bearers of bad news. Well, Gavin, actually, you said you like talking to people. <laughs> that, that actually might not be in your purview. That might be something that the captain wants to handle. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a responsibility. Well, you shall notify the captain then. Because what they'll probably do is they'll probably ask the family to come down, isolate them, and then tell them what's happened. Um, not only that, but it's one of the to positively identify a body. Uh, well, he got his ID. <laughs> yeah, but they still um, want to have the family there to say yes, right. this is him. They'll ask him, you know, what happened and where did where did he go and um. Uh, 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 Carlos and Gavin, do a spot hidden for me. Okay. I got a normal pass. Regular. I got an extreme success. Gavin, you notice that his shoe is missing. One of them. Which one? Right, his right hand shoe. His right foot shoe. <laughs> I was going to see his right hand shoe. <laughs> we have four, right? Four shoes. He, wa- he walks on his hands. <laughs> is his sock still there or just the shoes missing? Yeah, his sock is still there. Okay. Um, Although his I... sock is slightly pulled. Hmm. How does the inside of his shoe look or the shoe in general? Well, the shoe is I'm sorry, 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 no, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say, um, how does the sock look besides slightly pulled? Like... Well, it's rumpled. Um, okay. Your guess is maybe he was dragged here and one of his shoes fell off in the process. Uh, steward, it points it, out we, there, may else. To, we may want to tell the steward to look for a um, mate for this one shoe. <laughs> Wherever that shoe is, it might be where our poor fellow here met his demise. Okay. Um, Well, aside from other things, after about 20 minutes, they find the other shoe. And it's actually one deck up uh, next to the railing. Dragged him quite a long way. And if it was next to the railing, he could have just thrown the body in. Body wouldn't but, get found. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And has, the shoes all in the shoes all intact. Like the laces are there. There's nothing dismantled with it. Well, it definitely it's scuffed on the back, so it does look like he was dragged okay. and it came off after. Right. He was dead. Hmm. So he took the time to take the body all the way to the IMAX theater. After doing the deed, um, can is there any like? Can I search uh, the deck where the shoe was found, um, and like see if there's any signs of a struggle or, or like somewhere around the area where I think the it might have been committed? Sure, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Oh, I got a four. Yeah, you don't find anything. Oh, son of a... <laughs> Wasted such a good roll. I know, such... He's done that to me twice now. <laughs> no, but the, the best one is when you, you fail. 
because then you really have no idea whether there was something there or not. True. Uh, yeah. Well, this place is spotless, guys. Uh, I can't see any signs of a struggle or where this might have gone down. So they're going to take the body back up to sick bay. <clears throat> and after half an hour, um, uh, once again, uh, Rupa uh, comes and finds you. And he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, there's something even stranger going on. Could you could you accompany back me yeah, back up to uh, sick bay? Sure. All right. Okay. So you go up to sick bay, <clears throat> and when you get there, you can see that the doctor is uh, upset. You know, now I've got two bodies. Well, I don't have two bodies, and I don't know what's going on on this ship. You know, what kind of a ship is this? And uh, what you immediately discover is that, although you now have Walter Whitaker's body. Peter Huxton's body has disappeared. It's no longer in the freezer. Do, do, do you have... Uh, I know you can't be at your station 24 hours. You're a doctor. You need to have all your mental facilities with you, but do you lock your facility when you leave? Yes. Is there a security guard outside by chance? No. Where's your assistant? Well, his, his assistance there. And did you have to re? Uh, did you have to unlock the door before coming in this morning? Yes. Yes. You both have keys. You and the assistant. Yes, we do. Where is your assistant? There's, there's a few other people also that have keys. Obviously, like who? Higher-ranking officers have keys. Oh, okay. Keys, you know. So a whole long list. The plot thickens. The keys are electronic. Let's say the keys yeah. are electronic. That makes okay. more sense nowadays. So Can I do a, a psychology roll on the doc, the assistant, and stuff just to see how they kind of... Yeah, I was yes, going to do please. the same thing, but cool. Can I do it as well? Okay. Yeah. I'll do it as well, I guess. No, I failed. I'll do it as well. I got a 30, which, I yes, I pass. I got a 25 out of 60. I pass. <laughs> Um, those of you who pass, um, you get the following readings from these two. The doctor uh, seems genuinely upset. He doesn't want people ill or sick or dying on his ship. He realizes that it happens, but it's not murder. Murder is a completely different thing. He's mm. very upset. Um, and, of course, he's willing to say, there's, there's a murderer on board the ship. You know, that's... We got to find this person. Um, the steward uh, is very stoic. He's trying very hard not to be emotional. Uh, and he's trying very hard to assist the doctor, to do everything he can. Uh, you get the distinct impression that despite the tragedy, he wants to impress the doctor. You know, it's his job. But it doesn't, there's nothing nefarious or, or anything about that. You know, um, uh, when, when asked uh, about his whereabouts, he's not offended in any way. He explains, you know, that he went back to his cabin, as he does. He ate his meal in the, in the crew uh, dining room. There's actually, 
he tells you there's a dining room specifically for the crew uh, that the, uh, the, 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 the passengers don't have access to. Um, but there were lots of people there. They all saw him eating. He, uh, he went to bed the way he usually does, and he got up when he usually does. And uh, the doctor says more or less the same thing. Guys, I, I got I got a thought. Like, what are we getting out of this? That there's some strange shit going on, Gavin. Yeah, but we we signed up to take a cruise to like relax and have fun, and now we're it's all okay, stressed trying to find. Yeah, so um, why 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 don't this you know let the authorities know on the ship to, to handle this because they have better equipment than we can find. What authority? You, no you have. Oh, yeah, there the isn't. Captain, that's the most authority you have. That's why he's put us in this position. Oh, my mistake. I thought there was like security or something like that. There, there are some security guards, but they're they're handling drunk people. They're not. I got you. Okay. You're, you're looking at quintessential mall cops on a big giant city ship. Well, I'm but, sorry. I thought the big city ship actually had like its own little police. Force. No, well, you know, I mean, they do to some extent for minor things, but um, what's not murder. What's basically going to happen is that when you arrive in Maui in a couple of days, that the police will be alerted, that the bodies will be taken off, and that there probably will be some sort of a, an additional investigation if they can. But the ship is on a schedule. The ship right. okay. it has to go. And, uh, and as, as heartless as that seems, he's got 3,500 3, guests that still need to have their they've paid money for this so i um i take tim aside and just sort of say to him quietly and i say one of the boss bodies missing that means there's probably a good chance that this body's going to go missing what if i was somehow able to procure one of these keys and we come back tonight and oh, we wait us. Well, us being under the authority of the captain to look into this, and might be able to get an electronic key rather quickly. Um, I just kind of have a feeling it's going to be irrelevant. Well, I mean, you can always get a key and then come check. Well, why uh, can I try over here, you two? Unless... I mean, you can try if you want, but... So you're you're all kind of together. You know, here's yeah. the, why don't we just why don't we just camp out here for the night to see if the body will actually get up and escape. <laughs> what? Entirely possible. We could all do it, but um... I can tell by looking at Tom's face that he doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I could, I'm just I'm like, I'm, I how just stupid saying... is this idea? <laughs> there so are. Fair. There are also a lot of places nearby that you could sort of camp out and keep an eye on the doctor's mm. office, you know, without actually getting a key and doing all well, that. Well, um, just out of interest, what sort of places? Like, where could, is it like what? There's hallways and stairwells, and, right. you know, there's only so many ways you can get here and. You know. Right. Okay. I'm with you now. Yeah. So have okay. people posted in various entryways into the hallway where the doctor's office is, as well as watch the door. Mm. I like that idea, but 
again. I just have this strange feeling. What strange feeling do you have, Tim? Uh, just that um, it's not going to work. I could just get locked up in here. I could just stealthily stay in here. No, there's no place to be stuck. Um, <laughs> your... the, only, the only way you're going to get in here, James, <laughs> is if you're in a body bag. <laughs> I was going to say, you could always camp out in the freezer with the body and enjoy a very cold evening. Yeah, it's it's kept about 10 below, I think. I'll get you a thermos of coffee. <laughs> well, um, so you guys are talking about staking out the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's far too many variables. Well, there are... All right. There are a number of ways this can go. Um, there's only so many. You guys, you guys have a complete uh, blueprint uh, layout of the entire ship. Okay, I don't have one for you, but you have one. It's right. Okay. Brochure. Okay. So, if if let us say somebody were to grab the body, and they were to go somewhere with it. Uh, there's only a couple of directions they could go. And there's no place to stash the body. Okay. They could put it in a closet, but it would be found um, almost immediately the next day, you know, by a janitor or something. They could stuff it in a a room, but there's people in the rooms. The, the, the ship's booked. Um, overboard? Well, they could throw it overboard. And there's a couple of ways they could get to the back of the ship, let's say, um, but you would be able to observe them from dozens of different places. You know, if you were, if you just happened to be on you know, this, this part of the deck looking in this direction, you'd see somebody moving along the, 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 the promenade heading towards the back of the deck. For that matter, you could, you could sit on the on the the sun deck up above and look right down onto the back right. of the ship. And we're not allowed access on the ruby deck, correct? Ruby decks down in in the bottom. That those are the worst worst cabins. They're below okay. the level. No, you're up higher. Okay. So if you want to observe, we can just say that you're you're going to choose to observe. Um, you don't, you don't have to lock yourself in the room. That's kind of the only option we really have at this point. Yeah, right. I really can't yeah. think of anything else. All right. So around after midnight, things start to wind down. Okay. People lose interest in swimming. Uh, people, all of these rope climbing things, that all kind of closes down because, you know, it's it's dark and this, the 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 the, uh, the stars are out. the uh, The moon is just a crescent, but uh, there are lights all over the ship. Like Christmas lights that they, you know, they're not. It's not Christmas time, but they you know hang the twinkly lights all over the ship. Um. At right around 3 a.m., okay? You guys are drowsy. You guys are 
try to keep each other awake. You've you've long since tired about arguing over your goals. Uh, but go ahead and do a spot hidden. Uh, I got an extreme. I got twelve. Out of I got an 15. extreme as well. I got a regular regular success. Okay, I got a hard success myself. Um, those of you who just succeeded, uh, you see a shadowy figure uh, move along the deck, disappear for a few minutes, and then come back, obviously with the body slung like this. Uh, uh, those of you who got an extreme success, pretty damn sure that it's that that uh, Icelandic woman. She's got the body just hoisted up on her shoulder and she's heading for the back of the ship. Is there any way to cut her off, like to try and yes. get in front of her? Yeah. Um, okay, I quickly, so I see that and I say, uh, James, Gavin, you follow her, Tim, we're going to get around the front. We're going to clock her in. I agreed to observe and document, not interact. Um, I pull out my magnum and I go, it's okay, you're with me. Where did you get that? <laughs> Detective Ricardo has one, so I wanted one, you know. It's not a prop, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never mind. Just All right, we're, we're wasting time. Let's go. So I, 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 go. I run off um, to... I start to follow her. All right, dude, as well. Okay. Um, so you make your way down the stairs and around the side of the ship. And uh, as, you're, as you're coming this way, you see her heading towards the back of the ship. And you're at the point now where when you turn a corner, you'll be able to go right up to where she is standing. Remember, she's a big woman. Obviously, she's got this, she's strong. She's got this guy hoisted on her shoulder. <laughs> uh, so, what do you do? Let's confront her, boys. Um, you're the one with the gun, Carlos. You, um... Patricia, put the body down. She, she stops, but she doesn't turn. And she sort of looks, she finally turns and she sort of looks over at you. And then takes a couple more steps towards the back of the ship. Um, I fire at her feet. You're going to fire a gun? Yeah, at her feet. Oh. At the deck of the ship. Holy shit. Didn't oh. anticipate something oh. like that. And this is why you should come shooting. No. <laughs> oh, that's why you do not Maybe, maybe not, not at her feet, but like I, I fire like not... I don't want to hit her, but I'm firing like a warning shot out into the, like towards the ocean type stuff. Like right. out. Yeah. Uh, you fire a 45 Magnum. Yeah. And that's got a noise to it. That's got a, a real noise to it. Um, <laughs> and kicks like a mule. All right. Um, you figure after you fire that you've got about two minutes before you're going to be surrounded by uh, ship's personnel wanting to know. Okay, I've got a license for this. Um, all right. 
try uh, not to be the character that you write. Gun about. goes off. When your gun goes off, all of you do a sanity roll because you jump uh, at the. Uh, oh no! I fail. I fail. If you fail, you take one point of sanity damage. Um, I passed. Yeah, well, you were firing the gun. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> Imagine me getting shot by. But she does not even flinch. Okay. Oh. And when when you fire the gun, uh, do a uh, do a spot hidden roll. Um, I got a. Seventy-four out of seventy-five, so I just passed. Okay. When she looks at you, there is no expression on her face. She is completely glazed over. And she immediately, after looking at you for a few moments, and you can hear the sounds of of people on the ship now. Um. She just immediately turns and takes a few more steps up to the railing and flings the body oh, damn it. Over, the, uh, over the railing. You hear it splash distantly. We should have filmed her. We should have filmed her on our phones so we could have proved that she did it. Um, well, it's kind of too late to think about that now. What do we do? Well, they, we've, we all saw her do it. So they did, hopefully they're going to take our word for it. Um, yes, but is she done. trying to is she trying to escape or anything? She's she's thrown it over and she's standing there, sort of looking down and looking down over the railing, and um, you can hear people running on the deck coming towards you, and uh, a steward, a uh, rather uh, rough-looking steward, comes around the corner and he says. Who fired that gun? He says, put the gun it, it, down. Put it down now. I was, I was trying to stop her from throwing the body of the, put the down murdered the gun. You know, like this. All right, I put my gun away. I don't put it down. I put it away. Um, Still wondering how you got that thing. Well, uh, a few other students <laughs> show up, and some of them do have guns. And... Uh, they're going to basically arrest you at this point. That's fine. Okay. As long I'm just I'm I'm saying, she threw the body. Patricia threw the body of the murdered victim over the railing. We all saw it. Okay. At this point, nobody's listening to you. Yeah. Fair um, enough. <laughs> they're uh, they take you back to their actual security area, uh, which does have a little jail cell, and. Uh, they put you all in there because they, they need to sort this thing, this out. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the security guy, uh, Leon Manterberry, mm -hmm. what a lovely name. Him off the list. Uh, <laughs> You've just written a bunch of names down. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> he's like, all right, tell me what's going on. Why did you fire the gun? How did you get it on board the ship? I have a license for my gun. Yeah, you need to register. You're not supposed to bring firearms aboard the ship. Um, they're okay I in your luggage, but they're... Uh, 
Well, I only started, it was in my luggage. It was in my luggage. Um, I sometimes set it on my table when I'm writing my stories and I, you know, um, but I, I've only started carrying it when I knew we were going to be staking out the, the, the doctor's office to try and see who was taking the body. Cause I thought I didn't want to get into a scuffle. I didn't want to get into a situation. My cousin's here. I want to make sure he's safe. So I, I took it with me. Um, when we saw um, Patricia take the body, Patricia Swift, we saw her take the body and throw it over the edge. I fired a warning shot to stop her. That was when she turned and looked to us and it looked like she was in a trance or something. And all, all these gentlemen here, they'll, they'll attest to that this happened. I fired a warning shot. She didn't react to it at all and threw the body over the edge. That's when you and your, your men came and arrested us. All right. So you take your time to explain it all. Um, do you want to do a charm roll? No, no. <laughs> you're, you're not trying to take him to bed. Um, I mean, Aren't I? No judgment. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that it's necessary. You're going to be uh, interrogated. Uh, you're going to be, you know, and I, I don't mean, you know, they're going to do the good cop, bad cop thing. They're just going to, they're going to interrogate you. They're going to bring in uh, Rupta. They're going to bring uh, the, the captain's going to get involved. And uh, of course they're going to question Patricia Swift. Um, Patricia claims that she went to bed at the regular time rather icily and that uh, she doesn't remember anything until uh, she woke up in her cabin a little while later. And, uh, but there were people that saw Patricia. Okay. okay? Good. And they just saw her walking back to her cabin. Um, but the uh, the captain is going to do what he can to restrict her movements, just in case she's involved somehow. Um, and indeed, there is now two missing bodies. Uh, the they want to also know what you were doing on the deck, uh, why you were out that late, um, why you had a gun, all of this. Uh, and they understand, you know, that you were trying to investigate. You suspected that uh, somebody was taking the bodies. And then they ask you, what do you know about the third body? A third body? What do you mean? Suddenly, I'm not surprised anymore. Um, Where did Patricia go after all this went down? Did they see her go back to her cabin? Nobody in particular was looking, but um, a woman this time has been found. This time, she was in a service corridor. She was, in fact, an employee. She wasn't a passenger at all. Sylvia Goldberg. Um, uh, it was near the Valkyries restaurant, and, but it was in a service corridor. So nobody noticed for a while, um, until somebody was removing uh, garbage and they went into the service corridor and her body was there. She had been stabbed four times 
and branded, this time on her left breast. What was her name? Sorry. Sylvia Goldberg. And and were the stabs from behind or no, so it's coming from the front. front. Um, can we tell how big the blade knife would have been? Butcher knife. Butcher knife. Okay, uh, so quite sizable. Can we see the body so I can examine it? Yeah, they're going to let you see the body. Um, she was obviously in the middle of doing something. She had laundry or table linens or something. Uh, they were, of course, covered in blood, thrown all over the floor. Um, She'd obviously been taken by surprise. The look on her face was hideous, terrified by somebody, psycho style. Um, and that it's estimated that this probably took place somewhere around, uh, well, I don't know, three or four in the morning. Around about the, a similar time to when yeah. you guys are, you guys are ultimately released, but, uh, they're keeping an eye on you now as well. As you can Have they I'm assuming they confiscated my gun. Yes, they've confiscated your gun. Yeah. It'll be waiting for you in Honolulu. Great. <laughs> and good you didn't damage the ship by shooting the deck. Hard to, hard to cover up the bullet holes in the deck the next morning. Um... Hmm. Was the murder weapon found this time? Uh, yes, the butcher knife. The butcher knife was still buried in her chest. I want to okay. examine the body. I actually All right. Uh, you examine the. Go ahead and do a, uh, a, a forensic. Oh, extreme pass. Okay. Everything would seem to indicate that it's exactly that. She was murdered with a butcher knife. She was surprised from the front this time. Uh, and instead of uh, on her forehead, the, the thing was done on her breast. Um, you have surmised that whoever is branding her is probably right-handed. Okay. Right-handed. I think I choked a little when I said <laughs> <laughs> Do we know if the Icelandic woman is uh, right-handed or left-handed? She's right-handed. So we're 90% oh. of everybody on I, the I was going to say the majority of the people on the <laughs> ship are right-handed. I'm right-handed, um, am I a suspect? <laughs> is it possible for us to interview Patricia? All right. We're going to get anything out of Patricia other than the typical icy stare. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. All right. Well, um, Tim is not too far off. Uh, Patricia is offended uh, that you're even asking her. She's a steward on the ship. She's in perfectly good standing. She's never done anything. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She's efficient. She never fails in doing her job. And now you're accusing her of what? Murdering somebody? Throwing them over the board, over, over, overboard the ship? Um, I'm definitely accusing her of throwing a body off the ship because I saw her do it. But I'm not accusing her of murdering anyone necessarily. 
Um, my question is actually going to be, um, what was, what did she do that day? What, like, since she's gotten on the ship, who has she interacted with? Has she noticed anything out of the ordinary? Um, what you get out of her is basically the same thing I do every day. And uh, at first, when, when you ask her who she's interacted with, uh, she gives you a quizzical look, and then she gives you a list of names. Um, she seems to have a very uh, vivid memory. Um, she says, she actually, it's almost like a game to her. She's like, uh, I spoke with this man for approximately 10 minutes, then I spoke to this person, then this person, then this person, then Mr. Tim, then this, then this, then this, then this. And she just has this endless long list of things that she's been doing all day. Do we recognize any of the names that she names off? They're just people on the ship. There's, you know, she's here to assist people. And you know. Who is the last person you remember talking to <laughs> before you went to bed? Um, she says, uh, uh, after, after dinner, uh, uh, and this is the, 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 the dinner in the, the crew area. Um, she does the same thing that she always does. Uh, she went to the captain. Uh, she asked him if there was anything else that he needed for her to do. And, uh, she wished him a good evening and she went to bed, the same as she always does. She says she read for two hours, and then she went to sleep. What did she read? Uh, not any of your books. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> something something in, in Icelandic. The latest okay. thing in Reykjavik. Hey, my books are sold in Iceland. Yeah, for toilet paper. Um... <laughs> Ooh. What a good Burn. friend you are. <laughs> I'm not his friend. <laughs> I'm not I his friend. I guess. You're my friend. Tim's my cousin. James is tagging along. <laughs> he he, he likes me just because of blood relation. No, I genuinely do quite like you. Anyway, we're getting off trailing. <laughs> just having this conversation in her cabin. <laughs> <laughs> um uh well thank you patricia um try not to throw any more bodies off the uh boat um otherwise next time my shot won't be a warning um and i get up and leave mic drop yeah. and she helps you get out of the room and <laughs> the door behind actually i got Unless a question for patricia all right, all right. All right. Memory, but... i just had a question for patricia um she ever like experienced any like sleepwalking or have any weird bizarre dreams? Don't be chance? absurd, she says. All right then. Um, however, do a spot hidden. Okay. That is a hard success. Okay. Her cabin is. There is nothing feminine about her cabin. She is, um, she's not dainty at all. There's no doilies, there's no lace curtains, there's no nothing like that. There's no pictures 
of friends or family. Um, about the most you get out of it is, is she seems to, uh, she has a couple of pictures of wilderness areas on her wall, but it's very Spartan, very stark, very, no, no decorations of any kind. She seems rather a stoic, icy person. It's interesting. Well, good day, and that is a fantastic memory you have. Good day. No family, Patricia? That is none of your business. Oh, sorry. So you leave. Yeah, she is up to something. <clears throat> Either that or she is just very, very dedicated. Either that or she's a puppet for someone else. Uh, what I better think... puppet than a very large, angry puppet? We should, uh, <laughs> I think we should actually investigate the captain a bit more. The captain? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Should we talk to the family of the second victim um, and see what his last um, routine was of who he interacted with that day? Who? But Car- Carlos, the thing is, the last thing Patricia said that she spoke to was the captain. <clears throat> yeah, but I feel like it's weird. Why would he hire us to do this? Like, why would he come and get us to do this? Um, as far as the family goes, they don't really want you to interact with the family. They're very upset and you guys aren't really professional detectives. However, um, they, they give you, they're also a source of information, the, the captain and the people. They say that, uh, uh, apparently he just, uh, was having trouble sleep or, or he, um, he was having trouble sleeping and he just went for a walk. Right. And didn't come back. Um, the captain at this point, go ahead and do a psychology role. We'll say you, you do interact with the captain. Oh, I got an extreme success. Same. Well, you get, you get a certain privilege and the privilege is you're actually at some point invited to the captain's cabin itself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's of course a nice, nice cabin. Um, very luxurious, very homey because he has interests. Uh, he obviously likes to read. He uh, he has a few nautical doodahs, you know, uh, and uh, he likes some antiques. He's got like a, an a, not an astrolabe. What is it called? A, a sextant. Sextant. Um, I things like that. Things like what you'd expect in a cabin's cabin. Not unlike Captain Picard, except that he doesn't have a bubble fish tank. Um, uh, but do a psychology on him. Another one? Oh, did you just do that? I'm sorry. Did yeah, I, just, yeah, I, yeah I got an extreme success right. on my psychology. And I failed. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, you can see that he feels he has a heavy burden. Uh, he is agitated. Uh but there's something more than just uh, professional agitation. 
he seems personally injured. Like, uh, why is this happening to him? You know, why are these things happening aboard his ship? At this point in his career, uh, he confesses to you that, you know, uh, as, as luxurious as a captain's position may seem, you know, it's not that high a paying job. He gets about 70, $79,000 a year, which to a McDonald's worker is a lot, but to a professional is, eh. but he gets a free place to live and food. Does he have any family? Uh, he does not. He's not married. Okay. Um, you can see also that he, uh, that when he is not captaining, uh, because he's gone to a lot of exotic places as captain, that he likes mountain climbing, he likes outdoorsmanship, he likes things like that. There's also trinkets from things like that in his room. Um, And he's trying to put a good he's trying to put a good face on this whole thing, but uh, he doesn't really. Uh, he's he's very upset. He feels as if, as if in part his world is crashing around him right now. Why is this happening at this point? So he seems genuinely genuinely upset. Though he's trying to hold back. That's what you're getting from your psychology. Right. Okay. <clears throat> He says, you try and you try and you try and you struggle and you work your way up and you do your best and it's just not good enough. Um, Captain, we need to ask you about um, one of your one of your stewards, um, Patricia Swift. Miss Swift, yes, I heard. Um, no, I'm sure you've obviously heard the what happened uh, last night and, and let me apologize um, for my actions, uh, it was a spur of the moment decision, and um, uh, I didn't mean to to frighten any of your staff or anything with with uh, with firing the shot. I did, obviously, as you can imagine, us us four were quite um, surprised and shocked to see Miss Swift throwing the body off the um, off the the railing, and and obviously now she's denying the whole situation. Um, what can you tell us about? about her and, and has she been acting peculiarly lately? Um, she, she has claimed that you were the last person to, to, but she saw before she went to bed. Miss Swift is an extremely efficient, intelligent, uh, woman. Uh, I've worked together with her for a number of years. Um, we have, as it were, a a somewhat of a kindred spirit, a love for the outdoors. Um, she's a very difficult woman to, uh, to get uh, past uh, her uh, icy demeanor, if I may say so. Uh, but once you're past that, if you're considered a friend by her, and I believe that I am considered a friend by her, she's actually quite a nice person. Um, she always efficiently makes it a, a, a point to come to my cabin uh, every evening before she retires for the evening and uh, 
wishes me a good evening. And uh, I think that she's an, an exemplary uh, employee. I'm very surprised at what you said. And uh, it seems to me that what we're talking about here is somebody who's a serial killer. And considering that I've been with her for so many years, nothing like this has ever happened before. Um, I, you, you say that she was carrying a body and throwing it over the ship. I, yes, why? the body of uh, Walter Whisker. But, but why? The, the body of uh, Peter Hutchinson went missing the night before, so we, we believe that she did the same thing with that one. You ever talked to any of those people, Captain? I'm sorry, those people? You know, Peter. The deceased. The deceased. Oh, I've, I have no reason. I, I certainly can't speak to all 3,500 people aboard my ship. You were the lucky ones to have breakfast with, with me. Um, but uh, I have spoken to their family. Well, I say their families, but the families of the people who had families. Um, when we saw Patricia last night, when, when she looked at us, she had what I can only describe as, as a glazed look, as if, to be honest, it was as if it was, she was hypnotized or, or something like that. Um, or sleepwalking, you said. Or sleepwalking, but it seems quite strange to sleepwalk. Go find the body. Or, you know, there's obviously, you know, there's been another murder now of, of a staff member, um, Sylvia Goldberg. Um, you know, we, we can't keep doing this. We can't every night have a new body pop up and then be thrown overboard and, and stuff, you know. Um, that 14 days, that's 14, you know, 14, 15 dead bodies on your hands. I'm sure that's oh. not what you want. Oh. Day after tomorrow, we'll arrive in Maui and... Uh... Hopefully we'll have the authorities come aboard. If, if you can identify who is doing this beforehand, then we can lock this person up, turn them over to the authorities. Have you got any clues, any, any idea of who is doing this? Well, whoever it is, they certainly have access to your crew's stuff. Has anyone been acting strangely or stranger than usual? Hmm. No, no, not, not that I can see it, not that I'm aware of. I have so many things to do aboard the ship. I, I can't really pay that close attention. I, I have people who do that for me. <laughs> can you do a psychology roll on them? Sure. Okay. What are you trying to find out? I'm trying to find out from what I got earlier how he seems to be so like defeated um, and everything. Well, let, let Gavin go first. Go ahead. Oh, I want to say, like, I know before how he sounded so defeated, so beat up, like his pride was hurt. Now he just seems kind of like, conf like he's like confident. I just want to see if he's like, if he's still feeling the same or if, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your role. Nope. 
Not, not even close. <laughs> your your only guess could be is that a, ca- a captain has a certain uh, a measure of uh, I don't know elitism that he has to maintain. Okay, he has to maintain a distance from people so he can turn the emotions on and off as he will. But it's it's only that his his emotions are getting the better of him at this point after three murders that uh, that he's opening up to you a bit. Okay. Tim, what were you going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No. Can I show him the uh, the photo of the, the burn and say, does this image mean anything at all to you? That this, this image has been burned into each and every victim. You show it to him, and do a psychology roll. Okay. Um, I got a 50 out of 50. Okay. Well, he takes the picture when you show it to him. Like this. And there's a moment of emotion that sort of comes over his face. It's as if you're sharing a picture of a dead person that's been branded. And he he seems to touch the place where it's branded and sort of empathizes with the person in you know, the place where it was it's on his yeah. And he's just like, this is, this is, this is horrific. And he hands it back to you. Yeah. He says, I've never, never. I said, Why would somebody do this to a person? His uh, calling card. Well, it's the only thing that's the same in every case. Um, you know, the, the kill's been different each time. Location's been different. Um, there seems to be no other connection except for this burn. Okay. This is, well, I, I don't know what to say. Um, do you have any other questions for him or we'll move on? Okay. It's, it's most definitely going to go past two hours. Is that okay with everybody? Um, is there a chance I can look at that again, but instead of rolling a cult, roll my special skill? Mm-hmm. Want to look at it again? That's so ominous. <laughs> my special skill. Hot damn. <laughs> 10 out of 15% on that one. He's wishing you had done that. (laughs) No, let's see. Now I get to use my uh, private messaging. (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. This is where we watch where uh, Tim's mind finally snaps. (laughs) Carlos, all your your books are terrible. Is that why you uh, you copy all of them in your true crime? 
I don't copy. Oh, oh, oh. If anything. Hey, I've been writing a lot longer than you. That that's why I was on Ellen. What that's why I was on Ellen and and uh the late late show and stuff. So when was your last TV interview? Oh that's right, you don't have them. Yes, I did. You're Three. right. I saw him on Jenny Jones one time. That was a podcast. <laughs> hey, I was okay until about four years ago. James, James, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. You're not a bad writer, but you've got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so much burn. So surprised the hallway doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> um, I notice you're looking at the image again and looking all puzzled, Tim. Everything, uh, everything uh, going okay there, Cuz? Depends on what the private message is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry about my. Have this back. <laughs> have this back. Um, I take the phone back. Have you guys um, left the uh, captains? Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, yeah, we did. All right. I need a drink. Let's go to the bar. So you're, you're walking down the camp. I, I need a drink as well. Um, <laughs> quite quite a heavy one, actually. Release the Kraken. I've I've seen this. Where have you seen this, Tim? So, some crazy writer. Uh, he he uh, he sent me some story not too long ago. Some story about. Um, a black goat with a thousand young, something straight out of H.P. Lovecraft, but it was just crazy. Well, I mean, Lovecraft wasn't exactly straightforward. Well, who, who sent it to you exactly? I, I don't remember who. That's, that's the problem. I just remember it was just some, some crazy it- writer once. Was it physically sent to you in the mail or was it emailed? Uh, it was physically sent this way. Oh, right. It wasn't sent through email. Old school. Okay. Was it poorly written or? Why did you write him something, James? <laughs> it was uh, actually quite vivid, actually. That's, I'm surprised I forgot it until now. Yeah, well, we've been looking at that symbol for three days now, so... It just well, took now to just click. Do you, know do you remember name? if it was? Yeah, I, I, you want to elaborate man, on this, Tim? Like I said, from what I remember, <clears throat> something about a goat with a thousand young, some Lovecraftian creature. Well, that sounds like the the Dunwich Horror. It it was a it was a book of prayers to this goat what it seemed like something like a can i can i do um a literary uh role or something like that to scour my knowledge of of lovecraft i guess tom to kind of see if i can think of any connection sure do uh um what would we call that just knowledge knowledge yeah so like education maybe yeah 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 I passed. Um, I got a one. I got an O one. Oh damn! 
Well, you are aware that it's long been suspected that, <laughs> that Lovecraft wrote things uh, couched as fiction that mm. may in fact have some bearing in the truth, that some of these cults might in fact exist. And um, the, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young goes by many names. Uh, and according to Lovecraft has been worshiped by the, the Egyptians, the Greeks, um, different, different people all over the world, even alien cultures, according to him. Cosmic horrors. Yeah. So we might have on our hands, a crazy cultist or cult or cult. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have a ship of over 3000 people. They can easily hide. Yeah. And Talk we need to, we, we have no idea what. I need to use the restroom. <laughs> we have no way of knowing what, um, who the next target's going to be. I'm mm. going to be irrelevant. Well, the plot thickens, gentlemen. Yes, the plot thickens. The game is afoot. The fox is in the hen house. <laughs> the rooster crows at dawn. So on and so forth. Elementary, my dear Jackson. <laughs> I'm Definitely not a fan of this at all. I'll be all alright. The worst thing is we're on a boat where there's no way we can run. Yeah. <laughs> but we were sure how to escape though, so we have that. I know I know a very good escape. It's called the balcony. Yep, just jump <laughs> straight off. You do it first, James, and we'll follow. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'll be first. Trust me. <laughs> Good up, Tim. All right, where are we? I'm um, about to work up the courage to take on a cult. Definitely going to the bar first, though. I'm going to get some, some drink drinks. Okay. Several Long Island iced teas later. Dark and stormy for me. Um... So, what would you like to do? What What would you like to do before you go to bed? Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go to bed. That's the issue. Um, <laughs> there is no bed for me. Because, it, I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, unless we do something, there's going to be another body tomorrow. Right. Um, and... Shall we station ourselves in different locations? I don't know if we should split up. And I don't have my gun anymore. Um, yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, but I have my gun. No, I don't. Oh, for <laughs> crying out loud. And the thing is, Patricia, like I said, I, and if we're thinking it's a cult, Patricia was hypnotized, potentially. Whoever is doing it, they could just hypnotize someone else. So watching her door is pointless. Do you think is you think the captain is the is behind everything? 
I honestly no. I said it. I bet it still is. You think it's who? I think it's the captain. I I, oh. I disagree. I'm I, I'm not getting that vibe off him. Um. Well, who would it be? Um. The other the, what's the store's name? Um. What about Rupa? That's what it is. Yes, Rupa. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the the the, the guy who keeps t- coming to get us when all these because you, you know to be honest, I think it's quite strange that we got picked to have breakfast with the captain in the first place. Yeah. Hmm. You're right about well, that. Yeah. Everything comes to Too convenient. Faded hmm. end. We could have been chosen by some other cosmic force, but hmm. something. Why don't we? Why don't we split up? Yeah. Oh, you don't split up. No, not not into not into separate. Like maybe in pairs. I think is a, a better idea. And we start at either ends of the ship and we just make our way through and go float, start at the top and go down. It's going to take us a while, but... A while is an understatement. Why, do you want to go to sleep? Not really. I'm not exactly. even sleeping. <laughs> We've got all night. I don't think Tim can sleep anymore. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not look no. Any objections to that, gentlemen? I, I don't object. Uh, anyone anyone else? No, we're fine. I'm fine. Oh, it's not man. like you have anyone to sleep with tonight, James. I always have someone. Mm-hmm. Gavin shifts uncomfortably. <laughs> it's it's my newest book. It is sleep work. It's big enough. And <laughs> um, it's cuddly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, for the sake of a little bit of, well, no, no, that's it. It's, we're going to go a little over, so that's fine. Go a little more than that. Um, so you guys are going to split up and walk the decks? Is that what you're going to do tonight? Yeah. Okay. Split up into pairs and walk the decks. Now, deck. you, are, you have been drinking, and you do need to uh, sleep <laughs> at some point. Um, I may need it, but I'm not going to have it. <laughs> Wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. What if one of us, if we just take turns sleeping, like one, like three of us are awake and one of us just sleeps in case like one of us gets magically hypnotized or for some reason. Every time we finish covering a floor, we switch. Yeah. Yeah, that's doable. Yep. Yeah. Because we, because you know, we do have to sleep. Because if we don't, we're gonna be exhausted the next morning. Then we're gonna be useless. Well, let's do, we'll do it. Two, we'll, so we'll go. Do an idea roll first. And I'll, okay. I'll give you some advice. Oh, I fast. Oh, I failed. I hard failed on that. That was a ninety-seven. <laughs> I got a regular success. I I failed, but not anywhere near as bad. Oh, <laughs> um. Well, Carlos feels like. Uh, he can guess exactly where the murder is going to take place. But, uh, he's he's just he's confident that that's what's going to happen. Uh, Gavin, you kind of realize there's 16 decks. Uh, this ship is uh, 
this ship is uh, 1,124 feet long and 154 feet wide. Um, the four of you could wander the decks all night long and the, the chances of you seeing something are pretty tiny. You know, unless it happens right there out on the deck in front of you. And so far, it looks like the first murder took place uh, almost on the spur of the moment, right out where anybody could have seen it. Uh, the second happened in a little bit more private place. And the third one took place in a completely private area. So the killer is getting maybe smarter about where he's killing these people. You know, if I had to guess, you think the killer might go to somewhere that we can't have access to? The ruby deck? Yes. You have access to the ruby deck. People sleep there. Other parts no. of the ship you don't have. I, no, I think I no, I think I meant what's the deck? What's <laughs> the, the engine? The, the engine room. Engine room. Yeah. Okay, that's ruby deck. Okay. Engine, engine room is like a maze. It's a nightmare. You wouldn't want to go there. I mean, right. They, they could literally murder somebody 20 feet from you and you wouldn't know that it happened. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've never been to the engine room of a ship that, uh, that, that long. <laughs> so I've only been on the Queen Mary down to the engine room. <laughs> but, and it was a nightmare. Uh, all I'm saying is that the chances of you actually seeing something happen are, are slim to none. Right. You, Maybe we should just you, go to sleep then. And you do need to sleep. All right. We'll just go to we'll go to sleep. But I, I bet my um, you know, I bet some money on uh, that. There's going to be another party tomorrow. No, nah, it'd probably be like two or three bodies. He might up his count. You never know. Well, yeah, thank you, James. You sleep rather restless. Full optimism. However, in the morning, there is indeed a fourth body that's found. This one rather bizarre. Uh, this one uh, uh, was a, a young man by the name of Larry Moore. Uh, he was only about 22 years old. Uh, he was found in the rear of the ship near a stairwell and somebody had shot him through with a spear gun. Mm. I was so worried you were about to say a magnum. No. <laughs> a spear gun right <laughs> through the heart. And uh, this time the brand was on his palm. Which mm. hand? Uh, left hand. Left hand? Okay. Mm. Maybe he saw the person and Mm. Most likely he went. <laughs> can I uh, <laughs> can I inspect the body when we find it? Sure. Do a forensic. Uh it's a very bad fail. Yeah. Did you get a hundred? You're you're pretty sure the spear is the thing that killed him. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it wasn't the firing of the spear. But it was the impact that, that, that killed him right there. Um, 
In fact, it went right through his sternum. It was sharp enough to do that. And is he? Uh, he's a passenger. Uh, yes, he's a passenger. Uh, any friends or family on board? Let's say no. Okay, so by himself. Okay, single, single guy. Um. What? Okay. Um. What? Um. Deck was this on? Uh, it was actually uh, at the rear of the ship. Uh, maybe one deck down. So it's like the there's like a promenade that goes around the back end of the ship. Mm. Okay. Okay. And it looks like he had just come down a stairwell, and taken a couple of steps, and then got shot right through the middle. And of course, a spear gun makes no noise. So. Right. Now I'm going to ask, and I know you're going to say yes, and I'm just hoping that there's something this time. Can I do a spot <laughs> hidden? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I got a 68 out of 75, so I pass, but just. You start looking around to see if you can see anything. You look down at the edge of the railing, at the edge of the, the, the building. Um, you see a cigarette, but, but it looks like it was crushed out a long time ago. And he, he, if he was coming in this direction, wouldn't have been his because he was going this way. You, you wonder if, if somebody was, they would have had to have just been standing at the end of the corridor. Uh, and they could have just shot. Uh, there's, no, there's no spear gun. Spear gun's missing. You kind of glance over the railing and you look down. And you notice, probably from the guy that uh, that uh, what's her name Patricia threw over the ship uh, that there's a, a smear of something on the back of the ship you can see it if you lean out and look down you think maybe blood maybe you know just when the body fell it hit that and fell in and, and um, is Sylvia God Goldberg's body missing no well, we don't okay. know that yet, but, um, and that's when you notice that there are sharks in the water following the ship. At first, you think you're just seeing things, just, just breaks in the wake, but. That's a shark. Is it just one or there's a few? There's a few. And they're swimming like like <clears throat> dolphins when they follow a ship. They're not swimming like well, they're not they're not doing this out of the water. But <laughs> they're following as fast as the ship is going. And they look like they're pretty big sharks. Even from this high up. Yeah. Um, You're kind of shocked. Or, or maybe it's unusual. It's unusual to see this, something like this. It's unusual for you. And then in this part of the water, I'm saying, where we're traveling. Well, 
smaller sharks you'd find closer to shore. Mm-hmm. Um, out here, you might find great white sharks and stuff like that. Yeah. Though the waters are a little warm out here for great whites. But, I mean, these are things you've learned from, you know, the National Geographic Channel. Right, right. Shark week. Stuff like that. But you've never heard of sharks following after a ship like this. Um, I point this out to one of the um, <clears throat> one of the the stewards or something who are on site, and I say, you know, is is that normal? He's like, that's very strange. I've never seen anything like that. He says, but then I, I've never looked. Maybe it is normal. Can you can you please uh, notify the captain? Sure. So he goes off to do that. Is um, I forget his name. Who's the steward that um we were Rupa? talking about earlier? Rupa. Yeah, is Rupa with the, in with us right now? No. Okay. Maybe we go find Rupa, and I'd also like to go and see if Sylvia's body's been taken. Okay. Definitely. Yes, we we need to do that. Do you do anything else before you leave? Um. We check the body. Um, Could it be they're feeding them? Hmm. 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 I feel. I feel like I. I should be doing something. I just can't think of it though. You Can I do it? You'll be in Maui tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. So we, yeah. The authorities um, can take it from there. Honestly, I'm tired of this. My yeah. mind is getting just overblown. I, I, I can't think of any other steps to take. And this is just, I hate when I'm right, but I think this is just irrelevant. We're dancing around getting nowhere. I'm guessing by this point there's some of the the passengers have caught on to there's been murders going on, especially since one of them had a family. Unfortunately, yes, some of it has started to leak out. Okay. The captain's probably gonna have an inward panic on his hands. Um I can't think of anything else that we need to do with the body. Um, I must, yeah. Could, like, so you, from the angle of the, the where the harpoon mm-hmm. has been shot into him, is that from above? No. Whoever it was was standing right over there on the deck. Can I go and search, like, where, the, where I you think that... Okay, that so that was the the so the cigarette then um, it's inspect. Okay, it's just it's sort of something could have been there for a while. Um, your, your, okay. your good role got you to see the sharks. Okay, okay, um, yeah. Look, I think I think um, is the body my, all clean? Is the body all cleaned up? Like the blood and everything's like all. Well, there's surprisingly little blood. I mean, there is blood, right? But. The puncture wound is actually fairly tiny. Okay. He probably bled internally mostly. And the heart is still on. His heart stopped. (coughs) All right. 
Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Um, the uh, the body is still there, the the one from last night. Okay. Um, so what else do you want to check? We wanted to talk to Rupa. Um, All right. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, right. Definitely. Okay. Um, yes. you go up. Um where you expect Rupa to be and uh, you don't find him. Um, somebody says he's, he's off doing something else in another part of the ship uh, and that it might take you a while to find him. This time of day, he's doing all sorts of things. He's, uh, uh, he's in charge of a lot of, lot of bits and pieces of the ship that are going on. Um, I'd say it's, it's not until around 10.30 that uh, you just happen to see Rupa uh, walking uh, along one of the decks. And he's got, he's got something like this. He looks like he's heading towards the doctor's office. And he's got a piece of cloth kind of wrapped around his hand. And he's he's making he's obviously heading towards the doctor's office. I say we follow him. Yep, I agree. So you see him. Oh, what well, you're just following from a discreet distance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, he goes he goes to the doctor's office and he goes inside. Uh, what do you do? Anyone want to stand at the door and listen? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll try. Listen. Well, the door is open. So, I mean, people are allowed to go into the doctor's office. So. Should, should we just walk in? Yeah. Not all of us. I wouldn't think. I would think it'd be kind of weird seeing all four of us suddenly pop into the doctor's <laughs> office. James, James, you 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 go in and see if you can find anything out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, uh, Rupa is 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 obviously talking to the doctor, and the doctor immediately is unwrapping his hand. It's just a a towel. Uh, but you can see that there's a, a fairly decent quantity of blood on the towel. And uh, uh, he has Rupa sit on the, the little you know, table thing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Rupa, how did this happen? And he says, uh, he says well, I, I hooked it on a piece of metal. Uh, and uh, uh, stupidly, I, I jerked away and it uh, cut my hand open. And you can see that he's got a rather nasty cut. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to have stitches. Uh, can I do a psychology on him? To... Uh, sure. On Rupa? Yeah. Yeah. I l- literally just passed. Okay. He seems a mm, little more shaken than he should, you know? I mean, for crying out loud, people cut themselves all the time. Yeah, it's a bad cut, but maybe he doesn't like the sight of blood. Whatever it is, he's he's obviously uh, shaking and he's sweating. You know, yeah. Maybe it's the right. fact that so many people have been murdered, and he <laughs> <laughs> does. Does the, does the cut look like like a clean, like maybe a, like a knife cut? No, it definitely looks like, like uh, uh, something ripped open a puncture wound. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of just going to walk up to them and just be like, what, what's going on? <coughs> he says, well, apparently Mr. Uh, Ligari. Ligari. Mr. Ligari here uh, hooked his hand on a piece of metal. Hmm. Can I have a look at the wound? Sure. Do a spot hidden. Do a forensic. Yeah, I pass. Okay. Mr. Lakari has a number of scratches. Um, not just on his hand, but on his other hand and his his arm. Uh, they don't look like cuts so much as like when you skin your knee, you know, mm. like uh like he'd been battered and well, not battered and bruised, but something. Something is he looks maybe he's clumsy. Yeah. You know? He's just got a, a lot of scratches and nicks and some of them look fresh. Some of them look a little older. Mm. Most of uh, them look fairly fresh. Yeah. I'm not going to question it. I'm kind of just going to walk back out and tell the others about it. Okay. So I just relay everything to you for. Um, right. Does he? Did he say where he got cut? Uh, he didn't. Where in the um, in the ship would like all all the like the hold, like a big like, if it. Well, there's a couple of things. There's there's the place where customers. Uh, uh, well, your luggage is pretty much in your cabins. Yeah. Um, uh, cruise ships do transport goods. Um, you know, because it's convenient, just like airplanes transport goods. Uh, so there is a hold. Uh, and then there's the, the, the functioning of the ship itself. There's going to be food storage and fuel storage and all that sort of storage. So there is a, a fairly substantial amount of storage space on, on a ship this size. Most okay. of accommodate the passengers. Food. The, the, the big hold okay. that... You know that whereabouts would I find that? Uh, that's in the uh, the area that's off limits to the. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. actually it's actually somewhat towards the front of the ship, but uh, down on on the lower decks, uh, the like the uh, the opal and the ruby decks actually abut up against it in the front. They don't go all the way to the front. Right. Well, I would actually quite like. To go and have a look at this, the, at the hold, uh, gentlemen. Um, especially, uh, it sounds like to me that Rupert might be keeping a pet of some kind. Like a shark? A shark that you keep at a cargo hold? No, not a shark, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, shark. maybe whatever it is, it's, um, it's the thing that's attracting the sharks. I mean, you know, the symbol matches up to the black goat with a thousand young. Yeah. Maybe, yes, maybe he's keeping a black goat down there. You never know. If he's keeping that down there, 
we're all fucked. Well, we might as well find out, and then we can. I don't know. Is there an escape pod on this? <laughs> escape pod. <laughs> There's actually. I mean, there are there are escape <coughs> boats. Yeah, uh, they are kind of like pods. Because <laughs> we're only a day away from. Uh, we're a day away from the, the mainland, so you know. <laughs> um, let's go. Paddle. Does everyone want to go and look at the the hold? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Well, we got to look yes. Okay. Um, how are you going to get into the hold? Good question. Um, do, would I know who uh, out of the staff would have keys, access, passes? Not necessarily, but you know any of the higher up people would. Um, Wouldn't Rupa have a would key? Rupa? Would Rupa? Rupa probably has a key. Yeah, I just okay. swipe his card. I, I walk back into the 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 doctor's thing where Rupa's there, and um, I go up and I say, "Oh, Rupa, I was just I heard you 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 got hurt. Um, I was just wondering whereabouts, like where where you got cut, like whereabouts." He says, "Oh, to be to be perfectly honest, it was I was walking on my duty, and so it would have been along uh, along the lower promenade deck." Um, uh, it was, it was sharp enough that I didn't notice immediately. So somewhere along the railings, we'll have to go back and inspect the railings to see if I can find the place where it was, uh, where the piece of metal was. Um, when this, do a psychology roll. Okay. All right. Um, I got a... 70 out of 50 so that's a, not a pass okay while 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 he's doing that i'm gonna sort of act a bit like like i'm getting a bit light-headed light-headed and then i'm going to stumble kind of into rupa a bit like i'm kind of fainting a bit but what i'm actually doing is i'm doing sleight of hand to get his keys Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, as you start to, to, to fall forward, though, of course, the doctor sees you and tries to grab you, and he says, good God, man, if you're afraid of the sight of blood, sit down. I don't need you passing out in my uh, sick bay. Can sorry, I make sorry. a sleight of hand uh, check? Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I got a... I, I've had a bit, bit too much to drink, um, and I passed my sleight of hand, by the way. I got a 15. Oh, Okay. You got a 15? 15 out of 45. All right. We'll say that you somehow managed to slip Rupa's card out of his pocket. Effective. And I'm sorry, Gavin, what did you say? Oh, I said, well, if um, Carlos fails, I was going to do a sleight of hand as well, but it's okay. Yeah, you can't all just keep coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. sorry. This is not um, Skyrim, gentlemen. (laughs) Um... I say, uh, sorry, sorry, gentlemen. Uh, uh, I'm, I've had a bit too much to drink. I think I'm going to go and have a, a lie down in my in my cabin. Um, Rupa, I hope you uh, feel better soon. And I, I leave. Um, and as I'm walking out, um, I just start walking down the hall and hold up the keys behind me to show that I've got them so that the others follow. Okay. Uh, so you start making your way in that direction. 
it is the middle of the day. There are 3,500 people milling about. Um, but you have to he head down uh, to either this, the, the first or second deck that you guys are normally allowed to go in. Uh, and then there'll be a service area, which you can get to and then head on back to the, uh, the hold. Uh, let's just say that you have very little trouble doing that because you've got the, the key, the, the card. Mm. All right. Uh, you arrive at the hold, and uh, it's not lit as brilliantly as the regular rooms are, uh, so it's a little dim. Uh, there are crates and boxes and carts and shelves, and, and it's like being in a Costco supermarket. You know, it's, it's supplies, tons of them. Everybody do a spot hidden, we'll call it. I fail. Uh, 26 out of... So I've got a hard. I got 36 out of 50, so just a regular success. Okay. I'm sorry, what were we rolling for? I got distracted. Uh, spot hidden. Spot hidden. Okay. I got a two. Oh, James, did you make it? Yeah, I got a two. Uh, I I failed. Okay. I uh, those of you who failed, you're just you're just distracted looking around. Those of you who who just passed, there's something odd. Now, maybe it's musty. Maybe it's you know they obviously don't clean down here like they cleaned the rest of the ship. It's all storage. Some of it's got a little bit of dust on it and so forth. But Gavin, you sort of blurt out smells like a barnyard. Man, it stinks in here. Like, wow. It's, it smells like a home back in Nebraska. Wow. Smells like a petting zoo in here. Heck. Um, I just put my I I I'm put my hand on my in my pocket and I'm just holding my um my my you know um your your holster <laughs> no um, I've got my hand on my switchblade um I don't pull it out but I've I've got it there um and smuggling uh, magnums onto the ship as well as switchblades my <laughs> God no wonder you were the worst child. Just, just wait until you find out where he's got his AK-57 hidden. <laughs> That's why they didn't have James bend over. with them as well. <laughs> um, dangling down. And I, I sort of point it. I, I kind of go like this to everyone, and then I point at James and point him on. You're the true crimer. Okay. Can, uh, <laughs> can I? inspect the area then? Um, yeah. Everybody do spot hidden. Oh boy. I pass. Yep, pass. Uh, three. Oh, damn. Heart success, 21. Okay. I got 21 as well. Um, you all start looking around and it's surprisingly maze-like. There's shelves and 
things. Uh, there's, there's lots of signs of activity. Um, obviously, they come in here to get supplies. Uh, so that's not surprising. Um, but you all kind of sort of notice that when you move in certain directions, the smell seems to get a little stronger. And uh, it's Tim uh, that notices a large uh, padlocked door. Uh, it's it's in, in part of, like in the side of a hold. Uh, first thing you think is maybe it's a freezer door. Um, but this door is padlocked. You also notice that there's a bit of blood on the ground. Uh, gentlemen, you might want to look in that direction. Point out the door. Can I go and listen to the door? Like, put my I, head could up? Pick that, I could pick that lock if you need me to. Sure. Gavin, I don't think you want to. Um, Why not? Blood. Well, and you also notice there's like a little bit of smear of blood on the lock. Oh. Maybe from Rupa's hand. Hmm. Um, Can I hear anything up again? Yeah. You hear something moving around. And then there's a rather distinct like Sorry. a snoring? No, like like an animal, like a goat. Okay. I relay this to the guy <coughs> quietly. Um, Only no. it sounded big. No. I'm, I'm not. No. Yeah, I'm backing away from the door pretty uh, quickly. Let's, let's, go. let's try getting there. Yeah, go right ahead, James. You're, you're not serious. Yeah. No, of Please course I'm not serious. No, I think he's serious. Go right ahead. <laughs> it's the Geico commercial all over again. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm backing away too. I think we should go in and um, confront uh, Rupa. Why don't we just catch him in the act? Yeah, why don't we hide down here and wait for him to come back? You want to hide down here with that hard. thing? We got our phones. We can record that he's doing this crap. Yeah, but what if one of his in there gets out? It's already heard him. Oh, it'll be fine. Apparently he's kept it in there this long. God, I wish I had my magnum. Do I have any idea where my magnum is? Oh, gosh. <laughs> security somewhere. Uh, does anyone else have anything? No. I have a pen. A pen is mightier than the sword. Do you wish to try? That's why you got beat up at school all the time. I, I have this. Does this help? Why do you carry your hardback book oh, around? Wait. I have my satchel of all my books on me, of all my books that I'm giving away. So you've got a satchel with two books in it. Great. No. Wait. This is genius. Because when the monster comes out, he'll read them to him, and he'll and he'll fall it. asleep. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> we love you, James. Anyway, 
Okay, so we've got here's here's the options. We go confront Rupa. We wait for Rupa to come down here and catch him in the act, or we go in and do that now, or we go and tell the captain what we found. If if we, oh, we bring the ship. If we confront Rupa, <laughs> he's just going to deny it. Well, we've got proof. <coughs> Doesn't matter. He's going to deny it. He's probably right. one of the highest efficient. The, the, the highest efficient people here in order to work directly with the captain he's got to have some sort of trust with the captain so us coming to him is going to be so did Patricia why don't we just wait down here is there somewhere we can hide down here like legitimately technically there's tons of places you could hide down here okay the problem is, are we willing to wait down here the long period of time it might take for him to come back? That's the gamble, because even if we leave, we don't know where Rupa is. He's, he could be gone by well, the time we get back up there. I do love a good poker game. Do you have cards? I wish I brought them. <laughs> oh, I Go have back a in the room and get them. I have a pack of cards. What are you, a magician? No, I'm a gambler, remember? <laughs> no, I'm talking to James. Why does he... <laughs> hey, is there a piano around at all? Because I could play you all a tune. Oh, gosh. Well, hey. I I'm climbing up to get like above type thing to hide in, in something. Okay. It's the rest of you hiding? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, everybody do constitution rolls. It's a 50-50 shot for me. Yep, I pass. Um, pass as well. My lucky just, number 13. I got a 50. Just passed. Only just as well. So you only all just passed? I Except Tim. I had a hard pass. I had a regular success. 60 out of 60. There's something there's something about the smell that worms its way sort of into your nose and you find after just a few minutes it's you're struggling to hold back the yeah. Okay, I'm leaving. With the swaying in the ship, yeah, I'm getting I'm out of my game. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm going to confront Rupert. James, you got this. Down. Well, James, you believe in you. You got this. All right, so you're all gonna leave. Uh, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to find Rupert. Or at least I'm I'm, I'm 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 going to wait for Rupert up 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 on the deck, like before okay. the entrance to this thing. If I have to throw up, I will throw up. I will stay here. Okay. Um, uh, I'll so stay here. Staying. I'll James, stay here. Sir. James is staying. The two of you are going up, up above. Yeah, I'm not staying. I'm going under. up. All right. Um, please, please ignore the dog in the cage over there. It's just, it's just a dog. Oh, I thought it was the monster it, in the. It, it is in the food section, but <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> It's just a chihuahua. Yeah. Those don't count. Um, 
yeah, that's any, anything smaller than a Rottweiler is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you say uh, that as James is playing Dachshund. Dachshund, favorite dog. Um, all right, so the two of you go outside. The two of you stay there. Two of you that stay there once again do a Constitution. Oh, I, I fail. I actually had a 10, so that's an extreme success for me. Um, if you succeeded, you're struggling with it, but you're, you're managing to hold it down. James, you, you're becoming extremely uncomfortable with the smell, and it just seems to be getting stronger and stronger. Um, you finally have to uh, just run to a corner and barf. And at that point, you feel very ill. So you need fresh air. At that okay. point, I'm going to start taking pictures of the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. thought you could take pictures of his vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take pictures of his vomit. I'll look at it later. Look at your assassins. Our vacation. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to post this on good. Facebook. <laughs> I'm just going to go. James Jackson's vomit, ten dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. What was that? You're going to go out with them? Uh, I'm just going to go get fresh air. Maybe okay. not catch your them, but just fresh air. Okay. Um, well, ultimately, Tim, uh, you hear <laughs> more noise from whatever it is inside there, and there is a moment when. You hear two distinct sort of sounds at the same time or overlapping. So whatever it is, there's more than one in there. Oh, God. And the smell is pretty bad. The smell is a combination of barnyard, uh, sour milk, and uh, other unwholesome sort of things. Uh, the three of you are out there on the deck, and occasionally you see a person walking along, you know, the ruby deck or whatever. Um, most people are upstairs having fun. Uh, but nobody's coming. Do we see Rupa? No, you don't see Rupa. And uh, you kind of feel like that that smell has wormed its way into your nose because you can still sort of smell it. <laughs> Oh, James is here now. <laughs> um, um, anyway, how long are you going to last this? Uh, I'd say after about a half an hour, uh, Tim, <coughs> I'm going to have to get some water. I will be back in just a moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Make some plans. <laughs> I reckon we should do a Pan- Panama. I think we should just pull the ship up mm-hmm. and then, you know, swim the shore. That is a Panama. <laughs> you know what? You know what's beyond that door? Just just dash hounds are beyond the door. <laughs> That's what it is, really. It's not a goat. All right. Well, you go get the dash hounds in. Um, I'll go find my Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll go. I'd happily open the door if it weren't for that smell. And let that smell leak onto the ship. <laughs> I want to find out how far we are 
Because he said tomorrow morning we're getting to yeah. Maui. The thing is, I'm more scared about those sharks. I feel like I don't think it is a red herring. I think there is something about those sharks. I think so. Oh, no, it is. I actually kind of know what it is. I actually have an idea of what's behind that door, and I definitely don't want to see it. <laughs> well, I think I have an idea as well. Um, if From what you've told me and knowing my H.P. Lovecraft stuff. But that's out of character. <laughs> well, no, because I did a literary role. I did an education oh, yeah. role. I want a meta yeah. so bad, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. So from what you described to me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like this story that he wrote. Mm-hmm. But that sounds a bit weird. Let's assume that you guys stay there for a while. How long are you guys going to wait for something to happen? I mean, an hour goes by. An hour and a half goes by. After about an hour, I'm stepping out because I'm going to be worried that they're not coming back. <laughs> I think we should just go tell the captain what's going on at this point because what else can well, we do? James, James, James thinks he's involved. Mm. Yeah. I <laughs> think we should just go back to our room and discuss what we know so far. All right. I'm pretty sure the stink is stuck to my clothes. We could all do a shower. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, that that might try to get the stink out. Yeah. Um, you find that, yeah, it's in your clothes. So you put your current clothes into plastic bags and... Uh, <clears throat> I think there would be a laundry facility somewhere on mm. the ship. Oh, yeah, of course. Dry cleaning type situation, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys get yourself cleaned up. And uh, the evening um, ultimately approaches. What, what, what would you like to do now? I mean... Well, it's evening, which is the time that this stuff tends to want to happen is nighttime, sometime past midnight, it seems. Also, Maybe. keep in mind, we've got Rupert's keys. So he's going to n- figure out they're gone pretty mm-hmm. soon. <clears throat> Maybe we'll just head back down. He might have thought he could have dropped him or something when he cut his hand. You never know. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what time does he go down there? That's the problem. Can we hide above the deck and wait for him to, to come near and then you jump know, I, Here's a thought. Just just throwing it out there. Why don't we go visit the captain right now? Because James thinks he's involved. Right, but if he thinks he's involved, do you think maybe he's the puppet master behind all this? Yeah, so then why would we tell him? No, no, no. I mean, we catch <clears> him in the act. We just take him out ourselves. We are four against one. But what if we take him out and he's not involved? We've just killed the captain. <laughs> That's why we know for certain that he's involved. If we reveal this sort of information to him and he either becomes... Well, look, we, we, know, we know Rupert's involved. We know he's involved. Because <clears throat> there's blood on the door lock. He's got a gashed hand. He was acting all shifty. We know he's involved. We don't know the captain's involved. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to jump anyone and interrogate anyone, it should be Rupert because we know for a fact that he's involved. 
And we Do still we know... think Patricia's a pawn, correct? Yeah. Yes. Do we know where okay. Poss- possibly an unwitting, unwilling pawn, but. Do we know where Rupert's room is, though? No. No. <clears throat> um, to answer an earlier question, there are a lot of different ways into the hold. <clears throat> okay, right, right. So we would have to go down there. Possibly around closing time, midnight. Well, do we want to split up or do you want to do we all stick together? I think we should go in twos. Two go to the <clears throat> two stay out of the hold and take and keep an eye out for Rupa. Yeah. Hmm. Two go to the captain, two go to the hold. Yeah, do and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless right, Carlos well, has an, an, another idea. No, I'm I'm happy with that. Tim, do you want to go to the hold? Not really want to, but feel like I'm supposed to. Okay, me and Tim will go to the hold and James, Gavin, you guys go talk to the captain. <clears throat> All right. Confront that son of a bitch. All right. <clears throat> we're gonna get going like this. So. <laughs> well, assume you you arrive at the hold about the same time they arrive at the captain's cabin. <laughs> <clears throat> Those of you who arrive at the hold, this is bling bling, zig bling bling, red light, red light, red light. They turned off the key codes. <clears throat> they knew that the key was missing, so they deactivated that key and activated another one. Yeah, yeah. Which means Rupert may be onto us. Damn. And it also might mean if he is involved with the captain, the other two are walking straight into a trap. We better get back to them fast then. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um,. What time is it? What time are you are you doing with this? I think it was pretty late. Like it was, it was around dinner time. I'm assuming. Well, that's seven o'clock. The sunlight's mm. still out. Uh, <coughs> let's assume you did this much later, around ten thirty. That was yep. actually kind of what I was thinking. Um, well, the area where the captain's cabin is technically off limits to you. So you'd actually have to um, you'd have to gain access somehow. Now it's very likely that there are a number of stewards around. Um, you don't see Rupa, you don't see Patricia. Um, Patricia's at this point has kind of been confined to cabin to her cabin because um, they're not sure about what what's going on with her. <clears throat> um, but I'm sure there's some other steward that's nearby. Um, we'll say steward. Uh, hey, steward, steward. <laughs> I, need, I need more names. Uh, steward Donna Carver. Is, uh, <clears throat> gentlemen, can I help you with something? Uh, 
I need to see the captain urgently. Well, the captain's retired for the evening. Um, but is we there have, something I can help you with? No, we have urgent business with our ongoing investigation of this recount of these murders. We need to speak to him at once. Um, she says, all right, I'll, I'll uh, wait here for a few moments and I'll, I'll see what I can do. And she goes and uh, all of your little red flags and hackles go up. But within just a couple minutes, she comes back and she says, uh, the captain will see you. Okay. Uh, when you arrive at the captain's cabin, um, he's just putting a shirt on. Okay. He says, gentlemen, please come inside. I, uh, I was getting ready for bed when uh, Miss Carver came and told me that you needed to talk. Have you found something? <clears throat> well, there's something unusual going down in the hold. Something in the hold? Well, there's a strange smell. There might not be something down there, but there's a strange smell. Um, there's a lot of stuff stored down there. What are you smelling? And why, why were you in the hold? Yes, James, why were you in the hold? Gavin? Back me up, Gavin. I'll assume that it's part of your investigation. Is there some reason why you were in the hold? Or? Um, well, we were, just following, uh, we were just following a lead, and uh, it led us there, and then this unnatural smell caught us off guard. <clears throat> well, um, I'll have the... Uh, I'll have the staff check in the morning to see if there's anything that smells unusual or perhaps uh, one of the refrigeration units is uh, not working properly or. Also, bad. Um, if we can try get Rupa, we have some questions for him. Well, Rupa's probably gone to bed for the evening. Uh, do, do you know where? Can you wake him up? What cabin? Where is he? Um, he would be in cabin 12, uh, like one layer down in the con tower. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I give you permission, just go down and knock on his door. Okay. Why is, is Rupa, Rupa's another one of my assistants that's, I've never had any trouble with. He might be involved. He might be involved. Yeah. We can't say for sure. Well, let's get this over with. And he just, he immediately just continues to put on his shirt. And uh, uh, he says, you know, uh, please follow me. Of course. <clears throat> yeah. So he goes down and uh, he goes down the stairs to the next level and he uh, goes to room, what did I say, 12? Yes, um, 12. And he raps yeah. on the door. Uh, Rupa, Rupa, there's no answer. This is Rupa, nothing. He pulls out his, his master card key, whatever, and he does this. And he opens <clears throat> up the door, and it's dark inside. <clears throat> Rupa, are you awake? Rupa. And he flips on the light, and everything seems to be in order. <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, he looks over at the uh, the bunk, 
and the bunk does look like Rupa was sleeping in it, but it's, he's not there at the moment, and it's not made. Okay. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe he has some duties this evening. What would he be doing this evening? I don't exactly know. You're the captain. You should know everything. <clears throat> well, once again, there's a lot of people to take, take uh, care of. At this time, Rupa shouldn't be doing anything but sleeping. Hmm. He's not one to have sleepwalking issues, does he? No, not that I've ever heard of. Um, perhaps if we wait here for a few minutes, maybe he uh, just went for an evening walk. He doesn't I, come back. We need to find him. I like to do a psychology role on the captain to see how he's feeling mm. that we're pressing on Rupo's room and everything right now. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> that's extreme. He's he's irritated. Okay. Um, like irritated as in like he's annoyed that this is happening so late at night or that you, you start to get the feeling from him like he regrets the fact that he let you guys investigate because you're just going around in circles and and you haven't found anything out and uh, now you're disturbing him at night and you still get that really strong feeling from him that he's very disappointed um, that uh, it's just a large combination of things. He's obviously, that's why I said to say he's irritated. Um, he's trying to be polite, but he doesn't really feel like being polite. At this point. Right. What yeah. time is it right now? I'll say 11 o'clock. Okay. Hmm. Would at this point um, Tim and Carlos have caught back up with us or no? Um, I don't know. Were you guys going to then go to the cabins, Captain? Now you're going to have four people. Going. Captain? Well, we we Sorry, were hitting Captain's cabin. <laughs> yeah, that's where we were headed. But if they weren't there, um, I don't think there's no way we would have known to have gone to mm -mm. Okay. twelve, so we wouldn't be there. Um, um, look at Patricia's cabin. I mean, James can always just call you guys too. Yeah, I could just ring him. I feel like I'd try and figure out a, another way to get into the hole because you said there's other ways. Okay. I did take a picture of the door with the padlock and the blood on it. So if maybe. Well, I could show the captain at some point. You're Did we meet? Again, I don't see how in character I would know to go there. No, no. Did you take uh, with your phone? Yeah, it's on my. It's on my character. So can phone. you send a picture to like either me or James, if we could just show the captain? <clears throat> but we don't know you're with the captain. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll ring him. That's what I'll do. I'll ring to see okay. where. Well, before any of that. <clears throat> um. You guys are you're sort of looking into Rupa's room, and uh, the captain is irritated, and the captain's like, well, I don't see anything out of order, except that he didn't make his bed when he got up, but then he'll do that in the morning. And all of a sudden, an alarm rings off. <clears throat> and 
he's like, what the deuce? You know, as he looks up like this and he says, he says, that's a fire alarm, gentlemen. Uh, excuse me. And he immediately storms out and uh, uh, is going up to the, the bridge area to find out what the hell's going on. So, but now a fire alarm is, is ringing. I don't know how it sounds. <laughs> can, if I look over the side of the ship, <laughs> can I see smoke anywhere? Well, you're, oh, you're on the outside? Uh, yeah. You, you, you don't see smoke because it's a dark night. Um, the, the moon is just a thin little mm. crescent with the stars. However, what you do see is the back end of the ship lighting up. Okay. Okay. What the... <clears throat> you don't see the back end of the... You just see light that looks like firelight suddenly coming from towards the back of the ship. That's okay, I sp- very I sp- concerning. I sprint that way to see if I can get a better look. So I'm going towards the back. <coughs> uh, fire alarms are ringing. You now start to notice people coming out of their cabins, coming out onto the deck, looking around. And <clears throat> something is burning at the back of the ship. And as you run along the, the promenade and you come around the corner a little bit and you can see there are two rather large donkey-sized goats oh, God. with white fur. Oh. And it looks like they have multiple horns. They've been hung upside down. Their throats have been cut. The blood is pouring into the ocean behind the ship. And they've been doused with something and set on fire. And how, are they, how, how have they been hung off the They've ship? They're hung by their back legs on like a jib that hangs out. Normally it would have like a flag on it or something. And are they tied with rope? Yeah, they're tied with rope. Can I cut the rope with my switchblade? Well, you, you'd have to climb up to get to it. Um, but uh, there is a place where there's a, you know, a winch or something like that where maybe yeah. you cut the rope from there. You'd okay, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm okay. going to try and climb up and do that. A lot of people have seen this now. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, okay, go ahead and uh, let's see, do a dexterity roll for me. Dex, one second. Make sure you don't fall off the back of the ship. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be a quick end to this story for me, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, I got a 17, so that's a pass. Okay. That, that's so a, you... hang on. It's a hard pass. Okay. So you climb up onto the sort of pole that's there. It's a big round pole and you reach up and you get your knife and you cut through the rope. It takes you a couple of seconds. The things are in full engulfed in flame. Yeah. And they drop and you watch them drop. You've got a good vantage point from where you are. You watch them both flaming, falling towards the ocean. And just as they get there, Sharks come leaping up out of the water like piranhas and they attack the carcasses. Do a spot hidden for me. Okay. And I'll give you a bonus dice on this one because the, the goats are in flame. They light up the back of the ship. Okay. 
Ooh, I got a three. Okay. In addition to numerous sharks, there are a number of sharks that are incredibly big, like, uh, well, megalodon sized. And you're pretty damn sure that they have multiple eyes and uh, catfish-like whiskers and strange protrusions coming off their bodies and their eyes are rolled up into their heads and their teeth are multiple huge teeth and they're tearing at this. Do a sanity roll for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm definitely doing a sanity roll. <laughs> Please don't go nuts at the end of this poll. <laughs> I, I, I failed that. I got a 71 out of 50. Do a 1d6. 1d6, okay. I got a 3. Good. All right, 3 points of sanity damage. Um, Anyone else looking over at the at the flaming I, thing? I would unfortunately be looking. <laughs> All right, go ahead I'm... and do the same thing. Do a uh, sanity roll. Oh boy, my Miglodon, that's a big shark. Who twenty two out of sixty five? Okay, sixty four. I meant. I still want you to do a one d four. One d four. Okay. The hardest dice to find in a dice bag. <laughs> oh, I lost four. Oh, okay. so you're basically gripping the railing, going, ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Um, other people are screaming. Some people are fainting. Some people are 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 very upset. Well, uh, women are screaming. Men are screaming. Children. Children are screaming. Children are in bed. Um, uh, and after a few moments of this frenzy, as obviously the, the goats are torn to shreds, um, the activity ceases, but you're sure it's still going on under the water somewhere as they're continuing to, to shred body parts. Um, back to you guys up, up towards the cabin. You hear the, the fire going off. And uh, uh, after about two minutes, maybe five minutes, uh, it ceases. Okay. Um, there's general alarm. Uh, people have to, uh, they, they're sort of going through, I don't know whatever fire procedures are on board the ship. People are being counted. Uh, they're looking for damage. And that the most they can see is that somebody let something on fire in the back. I mean, there's a good group of you that know what it was. Uh, but most of the other ship, people on the ship, they don't know. Something caught on fire and they threw it into the ocean to keep it from, uh, from getting uh, the ship on fire. But at a, at maybe after half an hour or so, the all clear comes, everybody's safe, please go back to your cabins. Nothing to see here. Uh, tomorrow we arrive in Maui. Should be safe. Fine. So what do you guys do next? I want to try find the other two. Carlos okay, you guys meet somewhere about midship. Uh, okay. Is is the captain with him? Uh, no. He he went off to find out what the fire was all about. 
<clears throat> okay. Um, um, and of course, Carlos is like, you, you won't believe what I saw. And, and Tim's like, I, I peed. <laughs> I need to change my pants. Well, okay. Rupa wasn't in his room like he was supposed to it be. It was so... warm. Now it's cold. <laughs> change my pants. All right, let's go change Tim's pants. <laughs> That's mission oh. number one. <laughs> one of the things you can't get out of your mind with those goats were abnormal. They were huge. That do do I... Cool. Yeah, is that what I think was obviously in the... Yeah. In the locked room? Maybe. All right, I think we need to go down back into the, find a way into the hold and see if that place is empty now, see if Roop is there. And if not, then we need to inform the captain. Well, he's not in his room. I'll tell you that much. That's he's where supposed you to went? be in his room right now. That's where you went? We went to go see the captain, and then we said we think Roop is involved, and then he said, let's get this settled once and for all. He took us over to Roop's room. Roop wasn't won't. there. Um, is there any stewards around? Yeah, they're everywhere. Okay, I'm uh, going to try and steal another key card, I guess. Okay, do a luck roll for me. Do a luck roll? Well, first first do a, a sleight of hand. Do a sleight of hand? Okay. Okay, I got a 31 uh, for sleight of hand out of 45, so that's a pass. Okay, and now do a luck roll. And then luck, which is 50. So it's... Ooh, um, no, I didn't get a luck. Didn't pass. You and I can't spend get a, luck on luck. Managed, yeah. You managed <laughs> to get a key card, but it doesn't work on your on that lock. Okay. You thought it was a high enough ranking person, but... It wasn't. It wasn't. Is there any other way that we would know of to get in... The captain. No. Yeah, but he's but that's the thing, we've got to find the captain now and he's probably running around trying to work out what's going on. What do we think guys? What's what what do we want to do? Just go to bed. Just go back to our room and forget it's all happened. Okay, James I is going to bed for all right. <laughs> Tim, do you do you want do you want you and I to go get the captain and get it get him to take us down there? As much as I'm pretty sure he's sick and tired of seeing our faces, that's the best thing we can do right now. And I say that with a lot of pain in my heart. But did you okay. change your pants though? <laughs> no, that would have been a five. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So yeah, we I guess we're gonna go try and look for the captain again. Okay. Um, he's still gonna hate us. Carlos, uh, Carlos, who 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 all is going to look for the captain? I'll go with Carlos and Tim. I'm tagging along. Okay, James. Oh, I thought you went to bed. No, you went to bed, dude. <laughs> I, I I decided to come back. Um, you, you head on back, uh, to the comm tower and, uh, there's a lot of commotion. 
people are, you know, doing systems checks. They're making sure that everything is okay with the ship. Um, you, you know, you hear, you hear talk of, you know, thank God we're going to be in, in Maui tomorrow. Um, uh, somebody tells you that the captain is up on the observation deck above, uh, it's the highest point in the con tower where he can actually get out and look in all directions. Um, you have to climb a ladder to get up there. And uh, uh, you, head, you, you head over there and you realize, you know, you can only go up one at a time. And normally they don't let, let civilians up there. But uh, we'll say one at a time you go up and you come out onto a little platform. It's not much bigger. I, I'd say it's maybe 15 feet by 15 feet. It's almost a circle. And it's got a railing around it. And the captain, the captain sees you coming up. And he doesn't say anything. He just sort of glances back and he sees you. And he's got his binoculars. And he's looking out like this. And uh, he just seems to be looking in all directions. Um, but... Off, Captain, I want to apologize for all the trouble that we may have been involved in. Well, he turns around and looks at you and says, what do you mean by that? We've, we've caused a lot of disruption on your ship. We didn't really keep too quiet about what we were doing. And um, he pulls out his phone. I should have shown you this earlier. And he shows the picture of the padlock door. What are you showing me? This was in your cargo hold. And in there we heard goat-like noises, very large goat-like noises. And now two giant goats were sacrificed in a burning, hanging by a pole in the back of your ship. Which is being followed by megalodon-sized sharks. We believe your friend, your steward, Rupa, is involved. He went to the doctors today to get a wound check that was on his hand. And as you can see on this picture, there is blood on the lock. Uh, we feel, and there's quite a few scratches on Rupa already. We feel like he was feeding or keeping the the goats in the, in the hold. He looks exhausted. He looks disappointed. Uh, he's like, you know, gentlemen, I appreciate everything that you've done. Just, just go to bed. We'll, we'll be in Maui tomorrow. We'll be fine. He says, this is, this is the biggest disappointment of my life. This, can you send someone with us to go and look in the hold now? Oh, you want to go into the look in the hold? Uh, fine. Yes. He, he hands you his key. Okay. Says, go ahead. He says, it "Just will be promptly returned after we're done." He says, "Yeah, just 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 return it to me in the morning." And okay. Fine. He seems genuinely drained. Done with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. As we're walking away and I said, I look at James and I go, and you thought he was involved. <laughs> I still think he's involved. <laughs> it's okay, James. You're allowed to be wrong. Um, and we go back towards the hole. Um, you go down the ladder and you... You, you cross over, you, you get to the bridge, you cross the bridge, uh, you go down another level uh, to the captain's cabin, uh, you go down one more level to where uh, Ru, uh, Rupa's cabin is, and everybody do a spot hidden for me. Oh, three. I got a pass. I failed. Uh, three. Just a regular. I passed. Okay. Well, Tim seems to have gotten the best one, yeah? All right. Uh, Tim, uh, as you are about to walk uh, through the door and into the regular part of the ship, uh, you notice a scrap of paper uh, that's sort of, it looks like maybe it fell out of somebody's pocket and just landed on the ground and nobody's noticed it in all of the, uh, the hullabaloo. Um, <laughs> pick it up and take you pick it up and you look at it and there's uh, some strange right well it's not strange writing it's in English uh, but it looks almost like uh, it's uh, a prayer deliver us from the past welcome us into the future all works toward good to the fulfillment of nature anger of fire fire of speech breath of knowledge Render us free from harm. Return to us the innocence that once we knew. Complete the circle. Make us at one with nature and the elements. Seeing your children, Nug and Yeb and Ron Tagoth. Earth Mother, pool of all life. Black goat of the woods with a thousand young. Aya, Aya, Shub Nigaroth. Oh, shit. Shit. And this was by Rupa's room? Well, it's, in the, it's on the same level. It's on the, the doorway going out of uh, out the, into captain, the passage. The room. captain could have dropped it. Folded it up. I, I, asked, I asked the other guys, I said, which room's Rupa's? Twelve. Room twelve is Rupa's room. Is it open? Well, I've got I've got the master key anyway, so I oh, go. Oh yeah, in. you can open it. Yeah. Um, can I see anything that maybe you know? Is there bloodied clothes? Is there any under the mattress like books of weird stuff? Or looks exactly the same as what I described before. His bed's unmade, but the rest of it is pretty. Neat but he's still not here. Oh, yeah, he's still not there. We need to go down well, to the hold. Okay, let's go to the hold. All right. Well, get to the hold. Well, did, Jeff, did you want to say something? We did have the main event that they usually do in the evening. They still haven't taken the body of the woman. Yeah, but the entry mm, point be up there. Mm, that is a good point. <laughs> Shit. Again, we're 
back to splitting into twos, maybe. I don't think we should split up, though. I don't think so, either. If we're all going... I'm going to the hold. I'm going to the hold. We're all going to the hold. We're all going together. We are not splitting up again. Okay. Do we swing by the security office on the way to the um, (laughs) hold, by any chance? If you want. (laughs) Just go get my gun. I'll just use the master key. Just go and grab it. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no, you won't know where to look for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Worth a try. That's that's actually probably put up in the safe or something. Um, uh, you get to the hold. You get into the hold, and there is still that lingering sort of smell, but that particular door has been opened. Uh, there's very obviously hay on the floor. There is a uh, there's a, a large cage uh, that was obviously meant to to keep the goats in. Um, there's, you know, goat feces on the floor. And rather, is there hard. any sign of Rupa? No. Where is Rupa? That seems to be the theme of the adventure. Where is Rupa? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're so sure of the captain, do we go search the captain's cabin? Well, he'll probably he's, still be wallowing in self-pity, so... He's yeah, probably go. going to bed. Let him sleep. He's had a hard <laughs> few days. No, let's just get a pillow and smother him in his sleep. Ah, oh, jeepers. James. <laughs> Jeez, what's Seriously. wrong with you? Hey, it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't normally... Yeah, your books. I don't <laughs> normally believe in hell, but you are definitely making it a possibility. So what are you going to do? There's the other possibility of going to the doctor's office. There's the other possibility of going on the promenade, going to the back, and hoping maybe Patricia comes out and throws another body out the back. Or even Rupa. Just go doc. Why don't we just go doctors? We can't do anyhow. Yeah, let's go check the doctors, see if the body's still there. Okay. Um... Do it quickly. You go to the doctor's body's still there. So both Larry and Sylvia. Okay. Okay. Um, back then. We go to the. Ask the doctor. Is the doctor still there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. He probably went to bed. But. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I was just going to ask if he, where if he knew where Rupert went after he was in there, but that was a what that was hours ago now. So yeah, the answer would you know, have been I, left. You know what? Here's a thought. Why don't we just wait for Ru- wait in Rupert's room because eventually he has to come back to his own room. You know, does he? What if he's dead? Or are we going to meet him at the end of whatever hypnotic stupor he might be in? Let's go check and see if Patricia's still in her cabin. Like, not go in, but you know, check and see if she's still. <laughs> If the door's still locked. That's just as much as the captain. No, I'm just going to see a chicken, see if the door is locked. Okay, let's let's quickly go check her. Well, her door is locked, yes. Okay, cool. So she's not involved. So basically, we can't find Rupa. The goats are out. There's a mess of sharks following behind us. And we're stopping in Maui in the morning. 
if we make it. Yeah, if we make it in the morning. So do we just listen to the captain and go to bed? <coughs> James, go to bed. Good <laughs> night, James. Yeah, James just goes back to the cabin and goes to sleep. <laughs> so James goes to sleep. Anybody else? I swing by the bar and get another bottle of Kraken and then I go to bed. Okay. I'm having several cigarettes in the back of the ship <laughs> watching those sharks. <laughs> Well, you can't really see them now, but you can definitely see there's things down there. Bastards. In fact, why don't you do a spot hidden roll for me? Oh, <laughs> as I lose more sanity and lose my shit. <laughs> you can see Rupa riding on the back <coughs> of a mythical. <laughs> He's That'd naked. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it <that> Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, he's Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone underestimated Aquaman until he summoned Cthulhu. <laughs> um, I got a 67 out of 60. You want to spend some luck? Please? Just spend the luck. I mean, I'll spend, yes, I'll, spend, I'll spend the luck. All right. Um, the way that it goes is this: you walk back there, you 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 put your hands on the railing, and you keep your eyes up into the the twinkling stars. And then bring your eyes down a little bit and you look at the the black horizon and the little bits of, you know, occasional white caps on the the sea behind you. And, And then you sort of look down and you can see the occasional shark fin, you know, moving. And then you... You think that you see something bioluminescent moving under the water, and you immediately go back to your cabin. You're like, you don't want to see. You don't want to see whatever it is. I'm suddenly done with this. Flick the cigarette out into the water and go back. (laughs) And you're like, I wish I hadn't looked down. (laughs) Screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) What did you do, Gavin? Uh, I'm probably going to go to sleep as well. All right. Go ahead and do a um, <clears throat> do a constitution roll, and if you fail it, you really don't have a good sleep. You keep waking up with it, like little oh. night terrors. I got a thirty. I pass. Thirty-three. I pass. Seventy-three out of fifty. I am up all night. Yeah, Tim is. Tim keeps waking up because he keeps thinking of what the fuck is bioluminescent coming under underneath. <laughs> Um, it's all meant to be it's all part of chaos the next morning the kraken (laughs) the next morning comes you're hoping that the nightmare is over you're due to arrive in Maui at 7.30 a.m. 7.30 comes and goes no Maui. No islands at all in any direction. Oh, no. Is the boat still running? Mm-hmm. Full speed. Okay. Um, well, we need to take the key back to the captain anyway. You take the key back to the captain and uh, you hand it to him personally. 
And at this point, he explains to you that the navigator is completely baffled. Uh, everything in his charts, everything according to the computer and everything, we should be, Maui should be right there. And we are apparently nowhere and we don't know where we are. And all of the instruments continue to say that we're within sight of Maui, but we're not. He's going to go up to the, the top of the tower and with his binoculars, along with a number of other officers, and they're going to continually scan the horizon, see if they can find any landmark at all. Have you and seen the day this morning? No, Rupa. Are the sharks still following? Yep. And we can obviously see them a bit more clearly now since it's day. Yeah. And there's darker things down there following too. Bigger, darker. <sighs> oh, God damn it. Um, I guess I tell the captain he needs to. Uh, he needs to order a, a search of the ship for Rupa. And he almost seems to sort of halfway barely hear you. Um, but he just, all he has to really do is just sort of a gesture at one of his uh, other stewards <clears throat> and they immediately get on that. Yep. You know. What did you, the piece of paper say again, Tim? It was a prayer to Shub Nigarath. The Lovecraft creature. The goat with a thousand yarn, yes. Yeah. It says something about different dimensions or anything like that? Uh, it had us, it was a prayer of us possibly getting back into the cycle of nature and the elements. You still have it in your pocket, don't you? Yep. Can pull it out. Reference it. Show it around. Render us up from return to innocence that once knew complete circle. Make us one with nature and the elements, seeing their children know. Welcome us into the future. So mm. this is the future. Nothing. Come on this cruise. No. Really? <laughs> Do you still need it? No. <clears throat> All right. I'm stumped, man. I'm genuinely yeah, stumped. I'm stumped. <laughs> I've been stumped for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, day, the, the day goes on, and as it does now, there's a general change, of course, in the passengers. Uh, they're upset. They've all heard the rumors. There's been murders. Uh, there's been something burning that's on the ship. Uh, they, sh they should be in Maui by now, and Maui's not here. Where are we? Something is terribly wrong and nobody is telling them anything. The stewards just keep 
reassuring them that everything's okay, that they'll be in Maui very, very shortly. And Maui's a big island. You'd see it from miles and miles away. So do you do anything? On a whim, I'm going to try and call my sister. Your cell phones don't work. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. Oh, great. Nothing <laughs> works. Has Rupa been found? Nope. No Rupa. It's all irrelevant. <laughs> the general feeling on the ship is one of, dis of, of uh, people not understanding what's going on. It's, you feel just, uh, you've seen things that were frightening and, and horrible and you just want everything to be over and you feel like you're at the, uh, at the pause just before the end of the nightmare. The end of the nightmare starts as the sun is going down. The sun is going down and you see dark clouds building on the horizon. There's not supposed to be any kind of bad weather, but thunderheads begin to build up in the distance and it begins to get dark. The sky turns dark. Uh, distantly on the, on the horizon, you see flashes of lightning. Um, the ship seems to be heading into a storm. The, the warning goes out to uh, the passengers uh, that they should, uh, they should be careful <coughs> at this point, uh, that it's probably going to pass. Um, and that's when all hell begins to break loose. The sky, ahead of the ship, you begin to see the clouds boiling and uh, lightning flashing in them and spinning around. And it almost seems like there's something in the clouds up above. Do a spot hidden for me. I got Didn't an extreme. Got a five. I passed. I passed. Who passed? I got a five. Yes. All uh, those of you who didn't pass, you're you're looking at the storm, the rising storm that's it's coming. Those of you who did pass, you happen to look back towards the con tower, and there's somebody up there on the top of the con tower, and. Their arms are stretched out like this. Um, can't tell who it is, but it's somebody kind of big. It's too dark. It's in the shadows. The, the clouds are, have blocked the sunlight. Um, thunder rumbles. <coughs> the sea becomes very choppy. You guys want to do anything? 
Um, do they do they relay this to us? Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah, point that definitely. out to you. Um, I just bolt. I do too. I want to talk to this person. Yeah. You're heading for the comtown. Comtown. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, as you come up to the comm tower, uh, you can see that it is Patricia. And from your perspective, you think that she is stripped naked. Okay? And she has got her arms up, and she's screaming something at the sky. And you're pretty sure you can catch some of the words. And it's something like, deliver us from the past, welcome us into the future, render us free from harm, complete the circle, make us one with nature and the elements. It's the bloody prayer, kill her. And there's a thunderclap and a comes out of the sky and strikes her and she almost explodes. There's a red flash of blood going everywhere as this lightning bolt strikes her. And as it as the thunderclap hits you and it's very loud, there's a sound of the thunder that sounds like and a roar and it, it's almost tornado-like. The sky begins to form itself, and you see flashes of lightning and, uh, and uh, thunderclaps and things that look like tentacles rising <coughs> in the cloud above you. And suddenly, what looks like a pillar comes down out of the cloud and smashes into the ocean next to you waves go high and you look for a moment at this black pillar and is it covered in hair and then another one comes down and you see them off in the distance coming out of this cloud and one of them suddenly comes down and hits the foredeck on the ship and it looks like a gigantic goat foot coming out of this cloud. Goat sound. Uh, the th sound at this point becomes deafening. Everybody do sanity rolls. As the ship pitches forward, being pushed down into the water. I got I a fired. one. I got a one. I passed with a 33. I got a 35. <laughs> I, I failed. Okay. If you passed, 1d6. If you failed, 1d10. Oh, oh I, got, I got three. I got four. Oh. <laughs> I got a two. Oh. So we're somehow still sane in this insane situation. <laughs> you're you're managing to keep your your shit together. Um, people are screaming. People are freaking out. People are falling overboard. You can see. Sharks are eating them as they fall overboard. Uh, sharks are freaking leaping up to catch them as they fall. Uh, some people are scrambling for the uh, 
lifeboats. Your lifeboats. And the lifeboats aren't that far from where you are. Uh, but this thing has broken now through the, the top of the deck. It's obviously going to shove the, the ship into the water. And as you look up, as, as Shubnagula manifests itself there in the sky, thousands of feet high, um, what do you do? Insert image here of Shubnagraph. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so we know what we're looking at. Um, I... Oh, God. If I could draw a picture of it, it would only be a vague shadow of the reality. <laughs> um, I guess I'm gonna try and make it one of the um one of the lifeboats. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody the do. The lifeboats aren't going to save us. Um. All right. I think I'm not gonna roll for that. I think that you're going to get to lifeboat. And the lifeboats are kind of pod-like. And uh, you manage to get inside, but only a few people get inside with you before it, it, it automatically sort of cuts itself loose and you drop down into the ocean. There's maybe 15 people in this lifeboat that could hold 60 people. Um, uh, you hear screams and you hear people uh, you see you can see people all around you falling into the water you can see the ship being pushed down and and you realize that you only see a, a handful of lifeboats on the water um, as the ship is pushed under uh, breaks into pieces uh, uh, and I think there will come a point where you will just sort of close down, close, you know, cover your face, crawl up into little. Uh, I'm literally doing what I'm doing right now. Beetle sort of ball <laughs> in the ship, and cover your ears to not hear the the horror noises all around you. And at some point, maybe. Hours and hours later, uh, there comes a you know, ahoy hoy or something like that from from outside, and you can see that there is a smaller boat, uh, but you're pretty sure that it's uh, the captain's gig, which is the captain's personal ship. Uh, that was attached to the, the boat. And in fact, as you look out, you can see that it is uh, the captain. And he has uh, quite a few people on his little little boat. And he motions for you to come out and to get on his little, uh, the captain's gig. And he says, there's safety in numbers. I help Tim, who's a bit catatonic, onto the, <laughs> onto the captain's gig. 
I am never going to drink Kraken again. <laughs> this episode was not sponsored by Kraken, just to put <laughs> And uh, so you get on board that ship and I'd like you to all do psychology rolls. Now I ought three again. Thank nice. you. Seventeen. Again, extreme. Did you all I got a hard pass. Yeah. You all passed. Yeah, they got an extreme. Mm-hmm. Hold on a sec. The captain seems very pleased. I got an extreme exactly. If it matters. And that's the end of our story. I will spit in his mouth while he sleeps. <laughs> the captain saying, I bet. Oh my God. <clears throat> Best murder mystery ever. <laughs> so, first question. Tom. I am sorry it took so long. <laughs> first question. How far off like, did we go? Did we miss a lot of things? Because I feel like we lost. We yeah, I do, like, I do too. I honestly feel like we were just way off. not doing the right stuff from the get-go. <laughs> no, you were. Um, I'm actually pleased you pretty much hit all the points. The captain was the bad guy. Ah, damn. He'd been, he'd been planning this for years. He was going to sacrifice 3,500 people to Shubnagura. Uh, he's just, just, you know, I had, I had a wonder. Movement. I had a wonder. You know how he was talking to me earlier because of the accent? Was that a big indication by chance? Not really, but I didn't think I, so. I kind of threw it in. It says here he's from the British. Uh, I keep saying British. He's from the Virgin <laughs> Isles. Okay. Um, the captain had been planning this for a long time. Now, I <laughs> clever in letting you think that he was upset and disappointed that these things were going on on his ship. He was upset and disappointed because Shubnikaroth wasn't showing up when he was uh. doing the sacrifice. <laughs> but he so was he doing kept, all the killings. He kept doing them, yeah, one after the other. And he then using, like, Rupa and stuff to... He was using Rupa. Uh, he had, he had uh, conscripted Rupa to feed his goats which uh, had been mutated by the milk of Shubnagurath. Um, he'd intended on sacrificing them, and in fact, he did sacrifice him. Uh, I did keep mentioning to you that the moon was getting less and less and less. Uh, in fact, this night was uh, the new moon. There was no moon at all, which is when Shubnagurath usually shows up. Um, so when the time came, he had Rupa. He had Rupa sacrifice the goats, while he was saying his prayers in his cabin, and you guys interrupted him, uh, which upset the fuck out of him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, at, at, because nothing happened, uh, uh, he just he made Rupa jump over. So Rupa fell into the ocean after that. And Patricia? Patricia, he had sort of went so that she would do what he wanted him to do. 
she really wasn't aware of it. But um, uh, in the process, she did sort of become a worshiper of uh, Shabna Gurath. Right. So she was trying. She was because trying. They, they, they both did have an interest in nature, which she right. brought this right. god of nature. It played, um, it played perfectly. You know what the worst for me was? Was that as soon as I saw that symbol, I knew exactly what we were getting into because I played other scenarios where Shanigraf was like the main focus. And I'm like, I can't say anything because I, I saw that symbol like all the time in the one scenario. Actually, the one that um, Jeff's writing right now, Time to Harvest. Time to Harvest. So. Yeah, I, I knew what like the that. symbol was too, but I wasn't going to say anything. Um, I I also did not actually expect two mutated goats in the hold. I actually expected dark young. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, the sharks. The sharks were oh, were sharks a red herring by chance. No, the sharks were. They were. They. You know, Shubhnagurath controls sort of nature, and these mm. were sort of mutated uh, sharks that were that were okay. accepting the sacrifices. They were supposed to keep throwing the bodies over the back of the ship. But you saw it too soon, and they weren't able. They were supposed to be thrown to the sharks. Uh, uh, right. Roth would be accepting the, the sacrifices. And what was the luminous thing? I just, like, just you just wanted to scare Tim. Just, yeah. just something. <laughs> I just there wanted. I wanted there to be more and more things that were coming. Uh, yes. It was a, it was a cool adventure. I had a lot of fun. Um, it was an epic one shot. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty James, epic one shot. James wow. is still a terrible writer. Um, yeah, nothing <laughs> changed about that. Hey, well, let me let me go ahead and finish it up then before, and then we can talk a little bit afterwards. But all right, right. our our players included Lauren Eason, uh, Josh Harwood, Zane Fleming, and Jeff Beck with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we like reading. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.